We are the White Nerd Podcast. Shout out to the motherfucking rabbits in the motherfucking yard. Shout out to the motherfucking gnomes. Rabbits. Gilbert, there seems to be an abundance of rabbits. Nobody looks at these motherfuckers and says, mm, mm, dinner. You said it, not me. <laughs> like, whenever I see them, I'd be like, oh, when push comes to shove, just know with me. Yeah, like, Market share. That's like repeat use the whole shit bag. But, but no, but they are not focused on a baby ass. Also, a nice story. Oh, baby ass. We are the Why Not Podcast. On the tips of my fingers, baby, that's where I need. Why not podcast? Live experimentations keep getting better and better and better and better and better. And better and better and better and better and better. And all that. 
Black Mike back yes. on the motherfucking set. What's up, G? What up, bro? What's up, G? What up, bro? Kimo back on the motherfucking set. What's up, homie? Shout hey, out to Kimo, man. Return uh, guest. Part oh, two man, up in this. So we had to do it. Side, dog. Yeah. I really hope this shit sounds fly. Yeah, man. We have extra oxygen out here, so that's good. What's up, bro? Absolutely. Hey. Absolutely. Easy, thank you very much for welcome, welcoming us into your, you know, in your, your you beautiful know, home. You know. With all this nature. All this, you know, o- o- oxygen. Just I love being, this shit, bro. You know, yeah, bro. Yeah, it's man. so flat, though. It's really, really, really good. I'm, this is dope. Expand my territory. Um, yeah. you know, the setup is looking dope. I What's think- up, good people? Y'all can see us. We're going to be live. Y'all can see us. <laughs> you know, it's exciting. We yeah, got Kimo. Bro. We got MK. It's MYN. It's the Why Not Podcast. Um, I guess, what? It's like the sequel to the first conversation. Yeah, bro. I mean, we did we did mention that the last time we was under pressure from the motherfucking cops because these niggas had the place on lockdown, which they still do have, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was hard times, Um, hard times. So it's it's dope that we actually got back to, you know, having this conversation with this illustrious gentleman right there, uh, Kimo Sabi. I thought you were talking about me. Oh, man. Come on, dog. Shit, my bad. Uh, Mr. Why not? Of course, dog. What (laughs) you mean, dog? What you not saying? (laughs) Um, oh, man. It's okay. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to get, like, uh, some pre-intros, you know? Because we were talking about something yeah, before we're, we, we actually came on. We were talking about med- meditation. Meditation. But I, mean, I guess and we I'm can... I'm saying, how do you make the motherfucking thoughts, you know, calm down? How to make the, the noises go away. Okay, so, well, first of all, like, um, how I even got into meditation was out of necessity, you dig? So I had to find a way to make it happen. But from my experience, um, like, as a regular doer of the act of meditation, uh, I find that, uh, or I came across it somewhere while I was also doing my own research, that the key is, or maybe one of the, one of the keys is to focus on your breathing, you know? Like, really focus on... The act of breathing. Is it different from like if you are doing yoga and it's really like stretching, yeah. but you got to breathe to not hurt yourself during the stretch. Is it different when you're just sitting still? See, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you about yoga. but Because um, like when you're stretching, you've got something else to focus on. If right. you're just sitting still yeah. and you're trying not to think about something, you're thinking about that's something. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's 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 where the challenge lies. That's where lies the challenge, um, because I mean, basically, what it is is, uh, so what, from my understanding, what you're trying to achieve from um, meditation is mindfulness. My idea of that is a clear mind. So when you think of a clear mind, you talk about like the thoughts that you know populate your mind, especially when you sit still by yourself. Being able to combat those thoughts by simply focusing on something as I have this thing that I always say where like the simplest solutions have always been the most um, effective. Mm-hmm. Like um, to to beat those thoughts, it's all about focusing on something else, like breathing. So if you focus on your breathing, like making sure that you're breathing in and breathing out in rhythm, succession. Yeah. You know those thoughts tend to. I find that those thoughts tend to find. Uh, to to find a way out of your mind, you know. Yeah. When I meditate, I always <clears throat> meditate on um, the idea of a spotless mind. I don't know where the fuck that came from, but it's there. And uh, you know, what's that J electronic shit? 
I know the shit from Jalen Trunk, <laughs> nigga. That's what I know, nigga. I know it to be a dope piece, nigga. Manzula, Manzula! Manzula, Manzula. But yeah, dog, like, I, I think the secret is, or what I've seen work, and I tell this to, I told this to my sister, you just gotta focus on your breathing, you know? Focus on the breathing, the way it changes speed, mm. you know, the deepness of the breathing. So you just gotta, what, you like, know? form breathing techniques and... Essentially, that's all I mean, it is. I don't even think it's techniques, bro. Like, like doing it actively. So, okay. So there's the breathing you do when you're asleep, which is just the... Right. Right? Then there's the... So I guess another thing that helps is also having... So what I do is I like to... Um, there's the Calm app, which is the app that's for medica- meditation, I'm assuming. Did they yeah, get you off of those YouTube adverts? Yes, they did. <laughs> but anyway, like uh, so YouTube works. Like <laughs> okay, and like I don't even like use the app like that. Literally, all I do is like um, when you click into it and it opens, it's just like ocean sound in the menu. You know, like where you gotta still select the things you probably gotta pay for. But um, there's like this sound, this repeating ocean sound. So I find that sound relaxing because I feel like um, I guess my the happy place it would be like by the ocean and you know like you know i associate the ocean with so happiness you and calmness won't get a parallel point have the best sleep no nigga it's cold <laughs> niggas ain't got no blankets <laughs> i mean there's the ocean niggas, tapping, 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 i pay say the shit got rained on less like no <laughs> but if the circumstances were perfect right if somebody built what two million, four million rands worth of imkoku, just right you know, killing the shit out. Yeah, those <laughs> niggas would be calm, bro. Yeah, man. I'm, ocean but, but sounds I do, are calm. I do, I do get what you mean. I love, you know, I love the ocean for that reason. So yeah, I guess it's just about uh, look. For me, meditation has always been about like tuning out mm. uh, as much as possible. Hence, you know, why you have to have like, well, why I get the headphones and the calm app going, whatever, because it helps me, you know, with. Uh, combating those thoughts and eventually achieving mindfulness and it's i mean it, it works for me and i'm Call a pretty uptight yeah. person yeah. i'm sorry to cut you off no me dog for me my thing is um i don't think any of these things happen with me because yeah. i'm actively uh, meditating or whatever but for example the breathing techniques yeah you know I get calls from my siblings, like, at cold hours of the night, you know. Yeah. Someone saying, yo, bro, I can't stop crying. You know, oh. you're in mourning. Right. And, like, the pain come, comes in waves, you mm. know. And the only solution I know to calm yourself in the moment of panic when the pain sets in is to breathe. You know what I'm trying yeah. to say? Yeah. So when I'm on that call, that's all I'm saying, like, giving reassurance but also like the only practical advice i can give to change your physical state in that moment is to encourage you to breathe and breathe breathe with with you on the phone type of situation yeah so i definitely believe in uh uh, and i experience like breathing exercises being a good way to i guess you call it being present like focus on something that's tangibly happening in you Right. right now yeah i mean that's a that's a way to see it totally but i mean the like like you said the key word being um keeping calm 
you know what I'm saying? When with meditation, it's about calming, especially if you're a person with a busy mind. You know what I'm saying? That's at least why I adopted it because, like, you know, I find myself feeling restless mm-hmm. at times. I'm not uh, that sort of shit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was suggested to me, and I was skeptical. You know, understandably. Yeah. You know, but then because I was like, "Come on, dude." And your first exercise was with what? Uh, a YouTube video? No, not even. It was a. It was actually a, a, from a situation. You know, where I needed to calm the fuck down. Yeah. yeah. And not, I couldn't think of anything, so I was like, I took up the person who advised me on that advice, and yeah, ever since it's been working for me. Yeah. You know. And uh, yeah, like, look, I've, I would say this is just me speaking from my experience, you know, so I just try to tell people, I try to encourage people, especially if I find them in a, in a similar situation, it's yeah. like, you know, super stressful and it's like, there's, uh, my sister calls it those heart palpitations yeah. that you start getting, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good start for treating those things for one. And uh, yeah, man, it, to each is own. It works, yeah, but with that being said, welcome to 2021. What? No, no, I'm saying it's serious, bro. Especially in 2021, bro. No, I feel when you talk about like having a busy mind, there's a lot of reasons for your mind to be busy in the year that we're in, you know, and the time that we're in. Um, so I think it is definitely something that I personally have found value in. Yeah. Um, do I, does it make me a better person? What what's the objective? The objective is like it it helps you pace yourself so that you can like be so you can in, deal with shit. So yeah, know? so you can deal with shit. Absolutely. Because as human beings in this day and age, uh, we are, you know, we spend our lives dealing with shit and finding ways to deal with shit. We're essentially dealing with shit uh, continuous. Mm. You know what I'm saying? We're in the continuous act of dealing with shit, you know? So every time we come across something to help us with that dealing, whatever it may be, you know, over the time that we grow up and Mm. shit like that, it evolves, it changes. But one thing that's for sure is, you know, it works, especially. I mean, I always say like, life is like hard work, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? No, that's true, bro. And like, life is hard work, bro. And like having the the energy to maintain, right? You know, and then set goals and actually try to chase something in the middle of this of, thing, yeah, that you know, of that all you find the, yourself in of all the going through shit. Mm, like you still okay. have to reach a fucking goal out of all of that. You know, how Never do you mind get there, bro? Like, do you? Is that something you find on your own? Is it something that you find from home? Is it definitely not? Not from home. It's within, dog. Let me tell you something, right? Um, your destiny, like, okay, granted, I guess the people from the people around you are maybe uh, pursuant to you discovering your destiny. The important thing is your destiny. You know, when you talk about your life's destiny, it's about literally the thing, the goals that you're meant to achieve yeah. in order for you to have. Um, completed the objective mm-hmm. of life, mm-hmm. right? So, um, with that being said, man, uh, I just feel like 
Sorry, can you uh, can you reiterate the question? I, I kind of no, twisted I'm, myself. No, sorry, in the... I'm sorry. I, I, I disturbed your, 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 your train of thought there. I was asking whether, like, the mentality, is it something that you have because it's part of how you were raised? Oh, yes. Or is it based on your life experience in childhood? Is because it... when you look at life, right, life is essentially, just, I mean, you've heard of before, series of choices, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. All of things which are done on an individual level, uh, but sometimes or for the most part influenced by external factors, i.e. family yeah. and other things, environment, that sort of thing. But th at the end of the day, the choice is, yeah, you know, That's but true. I mean, you know, with, and with that being said, I just feel like, look, man, if you know your destiny and you know the difference between right and wrong and good and evil and you know hard work. Uh, and you know life is hard work you know it's not easy uh dog like i don't know what to tell you man i'm not saying it's as simple as that but that's that's my thinking so here's the thing for me you know <clears throat> you're speaking about what we've now discovered um having grown yeah i want to talk about how you grew to even get to this point of discovery oh so how was Kimosabi's childhood like? Yeah, bro. Oh, okay. I had a very macabre way of asking that question, but I was like, nope. <laughs> like, My childhood now. Uh, okay. Well, um. Like, what games did you play? Were you a talkative kid? Were you the kid who's yeah, bro? Alone like, what was going on? What was what, what, like, what would your childhood folks say about you right now? Well. How was uh, my childhood? Grew up in Cockstead or my... Uh... So, uh, okay. So, technically, like, hey, man, I remember moving around a lot yeah. when we were young, you know. Yeah. My siblings probably won't remember because they were, like, very young. We, at one point, we were in East London uh, when my dad was still studying. Uh, then at one point we were in Mount Aleph, we were in school mm. there, and then eventually we spent most most of the time in Cockstead, yeah. right? So, yeah, man, look, uh, my childhood was, you know, I'd, I had a I had a decent I had a decent upbringing, right? <laughs> I came from a well-off yeah. family, you know, okay. dad's a doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this shit going on, you know, I went to private school, you know, then my siblings as well from start to finish, yeah. you know, kind of went to university. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, look, I, yeah, I had a, it's just that, you know, me, the way that I was, man, I was, I've always been, I've always been, if anyone were to describe a younger version of me, like they wouldn't be too many differences i just i guess i'd just be a more evolved slightly out of my shell version of mm. a younger me because like i mean i don't fuck with i've for a long time i've never like fucked with people like on some like social shit you know i've always kept to myself and it's because you know i was uh i've always been creative coming yeah. up now the unfortunate thing is you know growing up in a black household uh things like creativity don't necessarily get supported yeah, you know uh it's it's from it's a it's a birthday dog <laughs> if i'm gonna be like 
um, blank about it. Yeah. It's just it's no about understanding it. of like yeah, no, what's like, the objective. Okay, you yeah. want to make this thing that looks pretty, and then what? Like, how you go? You know what I'm saying? And it's just that, like, that's where I, um, that's when I realized, I guess more than anything, that's what made me more ambitious. I mean, uh, like, I don't know, in, in our discussion previously when we were talking yeah. books and shit, yeah. uh, the thing of, um, what was it? Can't remember. But anyway, I guess it just comes from a place of not, of um, either, I guess, from from our standpoint, we didn't have, like, anyone else doing what I, I wanted to do in the family. Mm-hmm. And then also it's the whole thing of, you know, have something to fall like, to fall back on, yeah. and then also professional white white, mm. you know all that kind of stuff. Now, unfortunately, and we were discussing this earlier about being understood and misunderstood, mm. right? Is um like my folks really didn't, and they don't get me, you know, from the start because I was this creative force from a young age, you know. I was there. So you said your your dad is a doctor. What what is your mom doing? So my mother was a teacher, uh, and then she eventually became uh, an entrepreneur. Oh, wow. Yeah, like it just, she decided to be her own boss. Like, and she still wasn't about. She, she wasn't. She, yeah, she still wasn't about that. An entrepreneur, like doing something that like she studied, or an entrepreneur, like in just business, which is really like. So when you say just business, now put that in an Eastern Cape context, and then you will get the idea. Like. I guess what she was is I think she she was an opportun a hustler. Let me a put hustler. it like that. Okay, yeah. Mama was a hustler. So yeah. Yeah, because I mean, <laughs> even like with that being said, I see a lot of that and I guess a lot of my mother in just my you know, my own self. Because like, you know, I I too have never like really had a job per mm-hmm. se in my life. And it it's always been it's always been the household. And that's just because I mean like that's what I saw. You know what I'm saying? From my mother, I was like, this is the way. So I guess that answers a, a, a question, that answers part of the, the initial question in the sense of like, okay, I mean, you are out here hustling. You're not, a, you know, you're not reporting to whatever. You're not using your degree, but you're out here hustling. Why can't you see that for me? You know, I guess it was but the from, question is what is she hustling as opposed to what you're hustling? Oh, I know. I guess it's because well, she had it's, a it's different. I guess. It, yeah, it, she had a better a network. Perspective where she could understand, like, she's doing the same thing in a different space. That's another thing with music. So now think of Cox, uh, imagine Coxstead, and then Johannesburg is essentially like, you know, it's like. Central. Yeah, it's basically that's the only place you're gonna like the 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 town of Coxstead is like what is it bigger than Bromfontein? Yeah. (laughs) Wait, I don't know. No, let me not let me not say that as if it's the entrance to the exit, like not where the residential parts start. No, dog. You know, Coxstead is a it's it's a it's when you describe it as a small town. You know, when you say small town, that's the best uh, description (laughs) I can think of. Like. Mm. It's, it's an got, entire uh, but bro, it's got a main street. Uh, is there not a nigga in town who's selling a tape right now in Coxstead? Bed, the fucking boombox. Bed, oh, they're in the in the rank. That's what's going on. Yeah, there, bro, like, and you know, or is it because people think that that's the only way to do that? No, do people ever see those people making money? The thing is, dog, those niggas are making thing. money. That's yes, the thing. Cause, it's because <laughs> if you are not part of the market, 
you're not there to say those niggas that are sitting there around this nigga the whole day. This nigga is there the whole day. He's entertaining the ladies by the spinach, la pa, na, 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 na. Sure. He's there the whole day, bro. No, I feel you, dog. And there's always a crowd around this nigga. I don't know if, I, how no, much money he's making can I ex- or can, whatever. Can I explain my perspective of that? So, um, and I've actually just figured this out now. Um, those guys are, I would, they're definitely entertainers. This is, after all, the entertainment industry, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it's also the media industry, right? Entertainment, I guess, is part of or under media. I don't know, whatever. But there's entertainers and then you get folks like myself who are artists. Not taking away from what they're doing because that's also an art. It's just mm-hmm. that me, in particular, I'm focusing on the artistic and element, the, yeah, which is always the act of creation rather than... Yeah, the, or just like, yeah, just like for the lack of a better word, the artsy-fartsy shit, you know? Yeah. Like, um, and as a result, that required me to be in Joburg, where I'd be understood, you know, the same yeah. way as... So those those niggas, like, ah, they had it unlocked that side. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, it, it was their domain. Even, like, with gigs, I remember uh, <laughs> the way, like, uh, niggas, like, didn't give a damn, but it's all good. Like, I mean, I remember Blundilo will tell you, dog, we're going to a gig in Mount mm-hmm. Tra- in the back of a venture, dog, like in the back, yeah. ever, like not even, I'm not talking about backseat, ever, we're cramped up there with the equipment, you know, just in the name of performing. And we, and it was just from knowing that, you know, Joey, dog, one day we're going to be something when we are where we belong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's where, I guess that answer, that should answer the but dynamic. But now you made something, you said you had to leave Coxdale and get to Johannesburg where yeah. you understood. That's a long journey as a as an Eastern Cape boy. I know that's a long yeah, journey. Yeah, but it's necessary. Though. So what were the steps? So we let we we let's start it from Coxstead. Mm. When do you leave Coxstead? Where do you go? So from when I left Coxstead, right, was to go to university. Now here's the thing. <laughs> you said air quotes. No, no. Here's the thing. I, I didn't even know what to say to like this. Like it's like like it doesn't really exist. Like yeah, you like read no, about like, these things. Go, go to Hogwarts. <laughs> no, here's the thing. Yeah, falling apart. I went to Hogwarts. <laughs> but anyway, my point is, uh, yeah, dog. You see, this is where the the era came of being misunderstood. Yeah. Is the fact that um, so my folks like they really didn't know what the fuck was going on with me in terms of like, <laughs> what am I going to do? What do I want to be? There's this music thing, but come on, this isn't... What, what are you so going to do? do? Y'all, like, do y'all talk about it? Do, you, do, you, uh, do they sit you down? Like, okay, did. try break the, breaking down this music thing to me. Because so, like, the, all the kids in that house are like motherfucking Because all of y'all, yeah. Yeah, so here's the thing. Like, and those niggas had to fight. Joe London and Anissa will tell you they had to fight for their right to like follow their, their dreams just yeah. the same. Because everyone was supposed to go the medicine Academic, route, yeah. right? When I showed that, you know, that's not where I'm at. And you you're know, the, you're the, you're the, the oldest. Boys. Yeah. You yeah. think set the trend. You think I do it, I want to do it too. I don't want to draw. I don't want to go to school. You know, then it was, <laughs> it was like, oh, music as well. Ah, uh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. Okay, at least go to school, okay? And at least, you know, do the, the thing. Graphics design, oh, man. Fuck, okay, at least I know my daughter. Oh, the apple of my eye. Talk tank I use. Nope. 
She came out. Man, man. Pens blazing. Pens blazing. Pens blazing. Pens blazing. Shout out to Annie Lisa for fighting that yeah, big fight. Yeah. But anyway, uh, what, is the, <laughs> what is the point that I was trying Some to big brother about? shit right there. <laughs> yeah, Joe. So, like, it was at that point it. where it's now, like, you know, okay, we have to send this guy to university. university mm. But now they don't know, like, where to start. Like, what is it that you're into, like, sound engineer like no like i can figure that shit out on my damn by my damn self mm. like give me something oh no in fact this is what i wanted from my parents i was like guys just let pay for me to have a place to stay mm. huh? oh, like don't pay for I yeah don't Kiki's, never mind Kiki's, university Kiki's. Oh, they were like, this oh, nigga wants to be out there like, <laughs> you know no child of mine what 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 you know that's the way the problem came in that pride would die not my child not my child even because i guess i'm assuming there was that hope that there's gonna be like i'm gonna snap out of you know this phase yeah uh same phase, same thing. years later nigga, fella, i was running i was 15 dog or maybe even younger than that i was running a business from home i was recording niggas like in the, in the room that we the makeshift Shit. let me give the do they know what the the the, the incomes how much money you're making off of that they knew when i had to buy electricity Okay. You know, but anyway, like <laughs> you covered your like. You covered I told me I covered my ass. This is fifteen, dog. Like I, I was basically, I was uh, self-sufficient from music. I wasn't like no, not knocking anyone else's hustle at that age of like whatever they're picking up potatoes or whatever mm-hmm. to get their grind. They were getting their grind on hustle is a hustle. But the fact that I managed to like take this thing that was only one other person I could think of was doing it was Bevan. Right, he was the only person that had like a proper studio. He was the plug to Joe That was also his, uh, what you call this thing, his slogan at the studio. Like your, right, your tunnel or your your connection to to the industry in Joe or your connection to Joe or something oh, yeah, like yeah. that. Anyway, so who's this? Uh, studio in Kotska. Yeah. Yeah, I was an, old, uh, an older nigga uh, who had a shout out to Bevan. Yeah, we need more motherfucking dog. Bevans, bro. If you if just like this, hit a leg off of a tender, <laughs> sure, you know, just fucking be a Bevan, bro. And this guy was like, yo, I'm the plug. Yeah, if you, up. If you got some shit. And it worked, though, because like everyone, like the gospel homies were talking about the, the what, not, not even gospel, the taxi rank homies. You know, yeah, that's, that's the studio yeah. that they go through, oh, that sort yeah. of thing. Anyway, so the fact that I was like, you know, I was hustling my own dog, like, um, you know, I was, I think I was the only, I was, I think I was the only nigga uh, at that time who was like taking girls out like on dates. Like I'm talking Is about it, like, age yeah, Is it yeah for dates, dates, you know what I'm dates. saying? It was like, I figured, I mean, I took it literally. I thought, okay, when you date, when you want to date someone, you have to like, Take, take them, them out, out on a fucking date. Yeah, or open the door. Anyway, that thought shouldn't have changed. You, you know, say that shit like you have grew some up. chocolate at the end of the day. You say that shit like you grew up and realized, nah, you don't need to do none of this shit. Fucking <laughs> well, do it. I'm, I'm <laughs> but anyway, my point is that um, yeah, dog. So I was I was taking care of my own from then, and they saw this for a while. It's just if anything, um, they tried to shut it down. You know, especially my 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 dad. Because it was like distracting me from school. Basically, they wanted me to to shine academically. That's not where I was at, right? Hustle, yeah, I was getting. Bro, let me tell you something. Anyone you ask in Cogstead will tell you the exact same story. My mother will tell you the exact same story. 
I'm coming back from school, right? I'm even, I, I think it even got to a point because sport was compulsory at these white schools and all that yeah. shit. So now it's like, um, oh, sorry, private school since it's 2021. Can't say white school. Can't say white right? school. <laughs> anyway. Oh, they are black old private schools, aren't they, dog, nigga? Well, okay, at the time, we knew them as white schools. They were white schools. Yeah, know? no. And it was okay. essentially a white school, you know. It, yeah. But anyway, like, so there they forced you to, like, stay behind for sport, even if it's just to embarrass yourself, because I, I was not a sports person, right? At home, I had a machine dog that was making me money. When I get home, anyone will tell you, there was a queue of people, queues from different schools, different walks of life, different yeah. parts, waiting to come and record at my studio. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My parents, now the, the irony, what I wanted to understand was how, okay, guys, you're worried, because I know this is coming from a place of love, but also a place of worry, which is when I'm out there in the world, when any of the children are out there in the world, will they be able to sustain themselves? Exactly. Or will we end up, oh, you know this, what Will saying? I get that? Just There's the early signs, dog. Right, right now. Right? All I need is a computer, mm. you know, and I'm good. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> I've paved my way. And then to top it off, even when I moved to Joburg, I was still doing that. I had to get new clientele, all that sort of thing. There were still calls coming in, still cues of people like, yo, we need to come in here and whatever, whatever. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that was uh, Joburg. So how does that work, bro? Because like, you're still your mom and dad's kid, bro. Yeah. So like, how do you, you know, how do you balance the misunderstanding with the need to pursue compromise do you not like do you not engage it to say yo bro i compromise like this is the situation can you not like break it down like part of the conversations we're having now so that a motherfucker who is trying to Mm. like grapple with like you know describing in a way that can be conveyed so let me give you to a generation that maybe doesn't see things like we do but it's better it's better now but yeah that's so yeah it is it it, it is better now and i'll tell you (laughs) and i'll tell you why but even like from that generation so i got a call uh two three years i can't remember when it was but you know i got a call from one of my father's friends who's the chief in durban his wife Mm. called me i don't know where okay i know she got my number but so she calls me on some hey um, um, so my I have a child here who is interested in this music thing, in the old producer and all that kind of thing, yeah. right? And I wanted to ask you, Wuti, what can I do as a parent? Bro. Bro. Now I, Imagine I felt that. like telling her, you're asking the wrong person because my parents didn't support me, so I don't know what I can tell you. You know, and then I told the best person, and I told them the story that knows what you would have wanted. Right. So I did tell her, like, you know what? This is how it was for me. I don't know, but if I were you, you know, I'd do this. And I told her like the situation. Then she tells me that you know what? Um, your father. Uh, I guess they had they had a sit down or whatever. I was with your father, and he was telling me, "Eh, eh, "Mom, I forgot her name, but um, you know, yeah, this viewer, um." is in Joburg, is making money, whatever, whatever, whatever. This and nigga has not died yet. You know. This nigga hasn't got broke or stopped. <laughs> and he's like, you know, because, I mean, I get where he would be getting that impression, but still. Um, he was like, uh, yeah, and he it made him think, why did I bother with the seven years? You know, this is this woman telling me this on the phone. Sorry, this lady. I yeah. don't feel like, yeah, yeah but anyway, like, 
So when I heard that, uh, I don't know. I still don't know how I processed it. So he says, why did I bother with with seven seven years years of of studying medicine when I could... When I could have done the thing that I'm assuming he so wanted this is to do something like, about himself. About himself. Yeah. Shit. So it's like, yeah. So now the irony is that, Shit. like, not only like I get that there was not only the lack of support, but there was also the the lack look, of information. Yeah, but at the same time, you know, as you grow older, dog, and you start getting into your pa- the more you're in your parents' shoes. You yeah. start to realize the shit for what it is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I wouldn't know. Like, if it was my child, to be honest, if <laughs> as if I'm going to have children. But I mean, like, <laughs> it was now, digger. Hey, bro. Ah, Ska. Like, <laughs> oh, you come back on this show <laughs> when you was a dad. You know, the thing with, uh, with that is that I know, especially based off my experiences and just based off knowing better, just off that, I would be like, I'll be damned if my children get into this industry. Or if they do, then at least I would like, I guess I'd be in a better position to support them. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But had that not been the case, let's say, I don't know how, if I was in his shoes, like now in retrospect, I realize it too, like just from being in the game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But but the thing is, with them, it was underestimating me. I also understand where that came they, from. They because also... I'm a, I was quiet. Like I, me and my parents, we don't have that like, that uh, not making it a race thing, but we don't have like that relationship that white people have with their, with their like you know what I'm saying? That open sort of. Let me not make it a white people thing, yeah, but just an open. Thing. Yeah, but it's like generational, or whatever. Anyway, my point is, me and my parents are not. Uh, don't cancel me. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, we're well, not. Yeah, you're not. There's we no weren't open close. communication. Yeah, yeah we weren't close like thing. we weren't close like that. I mean, I love them, you know. But they, yeah, you know how it is, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, what I'm trying to piece together though is how do you carry that weight through the journey of going from Coxhead? Were you in Durban at any point? Mm-mm, straight to Joburg. So, London. Oh, you one. didn't go to Durban. No, London. And he's the one who did the layer. What layaway? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, when you came to Joburg, were you coming to study or you just to say? So no? now. Fuck that. How did I know you then? I'm out. While I was in Durban. Uh, Maybe uh, I heard Lodger speak about it. But anyway. Possibly. You know the music. But you know what? So like, yeah, dog, it was, I, I came to Joburg in the guise of, um, okay, fine, I'm going to school. We ended up settling <laughs> on, uh, no, <laughs> for real. Pulling <laughs> fucking Kansas City shuffle moves. Like, yeah, so, because like, I had to, like, Andy, they had me sign up for, what's this thing? Um, Become, become something. Mm. I think it was become finance or something like that. Mm. Just because it was the, what can what was the default option, you know. So I have something to fall back on. Yeah. I, cool. I know what I'm going to do in Joburg. But anyway, like, but also I did like so for the first six months I did go to school, right? But the problem was where I was going to school. I went to Varsity College in Santin, right? Oh, now. Oh. Oh, I don't know. Seeing the high life. Oh, exactly. Now you can imagine. Exactly. At least I made it that six months, though, you it's, know? And it's, then it's, from there, I was like, I couldn't do it. I so, couldn't do it. So, what was you, it? Are you staying in res or is no, no. a, a so, type setup? Or? No, so I had a. I was, I was staying at this cottage very close to the street that I was living at before. Mm-hmm. Well, not in North Riding, in the other spot. But uh, yeah, I was staying there, 
and um, yeah, I'd take a taxi in the morning to to center. You had your own, you had your own um, like. Yeah, I had my own spot. Yeah. So that's essentially what I was going for. I wanted to have, you know, my spot, and then I balanced the school and the music thing. You know, after school, come home, do some music, whatever, whatever. So anyway, that didn't work out. Then the next year, what did I end up doing? Oh, then, you know, uh, ended up... So, doing... wait, uh, in year one, what happens musically? Oh, so, academically, you just like, I, right, I'm doing... So, I tried... So, the first six months of the first year was like, okay, let me try and get into the groove of things, you know, academically. Let me see if I can actually do the academic thing. Then, after that six months, it was like full-on focus on music because I was at home, like, mm. the whole time. Right. And then I think that's when I, yeah, I did some production stuff. That's when I met Ifani, I think, and then we yeah, produced for him. Chance to connect. Yeah, yeah. You know how it is. <laughs> and then, uh, Yo, shout out to the chief, to bro. Zane, shout and out to young chief, bro. The, uh, um, I want to say that the, 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 the gentleman was knighted, but I don't know if that's the right yeah, word. That actually is, I guess. Well, not knighted, because he's not a knight. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a, 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 a an official title. Oh. You know, like a very fine chief. <laughs> oh. So, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Bumped into iFani. Yeah. Because so I was that, asking what was happening musically right. at that time. Yeah, so it was that. And then I was also like, uh, I think I was still recording some cats. And, uh, yeah, that was, like, the genesis, you know, meeting folks. So, and I stuff finally like comes to you for, what, production? Yeah, writing. so this was even... Be so, how that even happened was via email from, like, while I was still in Cogstead before I moved to Joburg. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just made a beta and went into his computer because he was the person who had the computer. Mm -hmm. And then I sent it to him, like, on, a on, like, not even a whim. I'm just, like, let's see what happens, you know? And then, yeah, he caught on. And then when we got to Joburg, like, we met up, mm. you know, and then we took it from there. Mm. Yeah. You ended up working together? Yeah, so I, actually the beat that I sent him while I was in Coxside was the beat that we ended up using for in Gomezinan. Gomezinandi? I'm not familiar with the full uh, catalog. I know, I know, uh, yeah. But yeah. I, if I heard it, I probably would know it, but I, I haven't, like, seen, like, an album. So is that, like, it. a hip-hop beat, then? Not no. really. It was more dance hallish, yeah, I think. Oh, but in, shit. Yeah, it was. Yeah, man, it was. It was a weird time. But <laughs> uh, after that, um, oh yeah, that's the first year. Yeah. So, you, what are you doing to formalize? You said after the six months, you're full on in the music. So what does that mean? So it means you stop going to class. Right? Yeah, my dad still thinks I'm going to school, so he's paying my rent. <laughs> You know, and then, yeah. And are they paying the school directly or are they paying you the money? And no, just they're paying to the school directly. Mm. Yeah, no, they knew better. <laughs> <laughs> Even the rent was straight to the thing. Now I was charging my own cash. Like, I was buying my own food from the jump. You know, like, from when I got to Joburg, one thing I can say, you know. So did you come and set up studio? You just come and set up shop in Joburg? Immediately, though. It's like, it was the same as setting up, when you set up your desk. Yeah. Like in your room. Yeah. That's the speakers go up. The so what do you start working on? Do you like set up and work for yourself? Yeah. But you're a collab collaborator. So I'm sure even setting up so and working for something that you feel like, oh, this would be dope or work for somebody else. What are you? 
was so, your first step? So when we were there, man, when I got to Joburg, man, when I came up to Joburg, I came up with from the music from the music side. I came up uh, with with uh, with um, with my homeboy, right? So me and the homie, like, we would go out hustling because he's the one who drove and he knew Joburg, yeah. right? So we would go out hustling, like. It was I was this was the time when I was still uh, a hip hop artist. Mm. So like I go to Soweto, I think I performed at uh, what's the name of the spot? Oh, shit. Uh, it's also I also met that's also when I met uh, K E. Shout out to K E mm. <laughs> and F E Z. Yeah, I was rolling with them niggas. Mm. You know, performed at what's the name of this place, man? Uh, Danish Club. Mm. Yeah, I think I performed twice at Danish Club. Uh, you know, and uh, just getting into like. You know, I guess street the street hip hop. Mm -hmm. You know, because that's how I would say I got I got into um, I got into uh, what you call this thing music in general into mu music in Joburg into the industry in Joburg. Industry in Joburg. Yeah, so I mean, shout out to Stan. So it was like, a, was it a circuit? Was it? Uh, MC such were you performing such. individual songs? Were you? So I had like the same output that I have with Kimasabi. I had back when I was a rapper. Yeah. So I would just perform those songs, same hustle, you know, try to get on radio, yeah. blah blah blah, yeah. this, that, and the third. Uh, it did a young, did a short stint at Sheer, uh, at the label. Yeah. Got in advance. We shot a video for the song I did with Ke. Uh, what else did we do? I produced uh, Join for uh, Feez Staring, mm -hmm. featuring Dulsa. The time it was like bang on YFM and other radio stations. Yeah, man, did a lot when I got so to So, what is <laughs> does that translate to cash in your pocket at the time? So, meaning that you've got more to invest into the decisions that you've made. So, you know what? Um, yes and no. What I mean by that is like. I guess this was, look, this was a time of um, not necessarily knowing my value as such. So I was making enough to stay alive. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? I, did, I had food in my fridge. I never had an empty fridge. Yeah. I could buy clothes. I could buy shoes. I could buy, you know, I was like a normal person, so yeah. to speak. You know, the only thing that I couldn't, I couldn't muster up enough to be paying rent on a regular basis. Although I was, but like not in like, on a monthly basis yeah consistently where i could be like you know so you know i was young and this was when i didn't know 100 percent how to invest i i invested in in my studio like yeah. shitload that much i did for a fact you know um but then i guess that's also speaks to that also speaks to where my mind was at the time of investing because i was a studio right i knew i wanted these monitors i knew i wanted Mac, I knew I wanted a sound card, I knew I wanted a bass, I knew I wanted a subwoofer, I wanted all this shit, dog, yeah, you know, because yeah. that's, you know, the, and when the money came and it was like, this shit is expensive, you know, realistically, like, I could have just got the laptop mm -hmm. and then just gone, you know, to people's that's studios. Awesome. So that's also game. I mean, it's good to buy studio equipment, but like, the most important thing is the computer and I guess yeah. the keyboard. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, yeah, the money was coming in. I wasn't ready for it. Mm. And, you know, it's money I could have used to 
pay for my own rent. But that's retrospect shit. Yeah, you blow you money. Get, I, yeah, mean, I mean, I mean, listen, Kevin, I mean, you don't money. go anywhere yeah, without I'm trying to say. Never yeah. blown some cash. But to answer your question, dog, yeah, I mean, it did translate to money yeah. eventually. Yeah. 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 So, because I'm trying to understand, you're balancing your parents who think you're studying. Mm. How long does that last for? So, and when that, when it ends, <laughs> are you ready to not get that check for the rent from the phone? So here's what's, yeah. So I, I guess, you know what? I think in retrospect, I think that's how I developed. I think that's where my anxiety sort of developed, you know, from bad, constant tossing and turning, thinking, yo, at the end of this year, like this, this nigga is going to see that, you know, yeah, this shit's going to stop. Like, mm. You know, and like, you know, obviously niggas are gonna be disappointed and whatever. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dog. Facts. So now Yeah, so it's like, you know, it's that it's having that in mind. And then now, okay, so then the next year, by some unknown luck, uh, I think my mother talked him into it because you know how mothers are, man. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Moms are the best, best, hundred. You know. Anyway, I'm back in Joburg, and at this time I'm studying IT. So wait, you you went back home? Yeah, for December. After the gig was up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a hassle. You had to change degrees, though. Yeah, it was only. It's not that he's not going to school. He's just. Not into the course, yeah. something else. I think, yeah, I think it could have been that. I mean, uh, I didn't, bad. I didn't give a fuck, dog. Now all it was was the music. I just need to be physically in Joburg and continuing what I'm doing. It's like it's, it was like being in a dream, yeah. right? And then now you, you know, you're gonna yeah, wake up. Yeah. December comes, it's time to wake up. Yeah. You know, <laughs> then for that two months, three months, you're awake, and then you fall asleep again once everything aligns itself. So anyway, yeah, man. Um, that happens, and then... And this, uh, is, this is second or third year? This is second year. Okay. So second so, year, you're back in varsity, you're doing a different course. I'm at, I'm, so I'm not at varsity college now. They learned their lesson about that. <laughs> uh, I'm at, I'm at uh, Daimling, okay. doing IT. Which right? one? The one in uh, Fountain Blue. Okay. Or Ferndale, or whatever you call it. But it's, yeah. I lived in Fountain Blue. Yeah. But anyway, um, so yeah, I had a place, a better place than the last one my own like sort of apartment vibe yeah. and there's like uh and school is walking distance oh, so man. there's no excuse what happened was anyway that Fruity loops year. was jammed i had to wait for this shit so i could save my project <laughs> yeah so anyway that six months went past and I what? said, fuck no it. No attendance. Oh, you start another six months. No, you know what it is, dog? This is what happened this time. Like, so there was a class I missed. I think it was networking. Now, networking is the, no, programming. No, one of the two. No, I think it was programming. Networking was the easy one. Programming is the one that kicked your ass. Everyone was like, yo, man, like, IT, whatever you do, man, watch out for that programming. programming it's because if you miss that, then you're fucked, like, for yeah. the rest of the year. Sure enough, I missed that and I was fucked <laughs> for the rest of the year. So I went, you know, gradually and then, you know. But to be honest with you, a big part of it man, was also because of my antisocial. Because now I'm with people who are, you know, more, you know, we're on, you know, normal, sort of normal proper vibe. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? But still, I couldn't. It was me, you know, and I couldn't figure out what it was. Then I figured out, okay, maybe I'm just, you know, antisocial. You know, so and the antisociality did what you couldn't 
get the assistance of being part of a larger group. Yeah, and also thing. just I didn't like being there because like I'm there by myself and like man, what the fuck am I doing? Your home is like right around the corner. You get the hell out, and I'd be drastic, dog. Isn't that the crazy part about antisocial people? You get to a place and you're like, why am I alone? Yeah. But you don't want to be with people at the same time. Exactly. Like, but now in the case of school, it's like I have to be there. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like I know. Like, the the proper thing to do is, by now, I should have my circle. It's mm. been three months. I'm still, mm. you know, a loner. I don't talk to anyone. There's no one I can ask, yo, where can I get this and that? Mm. Then there was a the thing of having to buy our own books. And, oh, fuck. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck this shit. And then... <laughs> what do you mean music. having to buy your own books? Or like, I was used to, you know, from... Library shit. No, just like coming there, you've prepaid for the books. So yeah, yeah, yeah. now so here everything. you have to go and like... Yes. Buy them externally. And and find a deal them. for that shit, yeah. nigga. Yeah. Ha- haggle with a nigga. Yeah, so, you know, I when, I when that didn't work out, I realized, you know, my heart's not there. And then I was like, okay, back to the grind. Did more shit. You know, met dimples, um, met more how, folks. How does that come about? Where are you meeting so, these people? I'm with I'm with the homie, right? And then he's like, "Yo, man, same from the hustles that we're pushing, Jobert. Mm. Just like we're literally those niggas that were." So you're still performing hip hop music? Yeah, this is still as a rapper. Yeah, rapper, producer, that sort of thing. Mm. So now with dimples, it was about yeah, when, yo, we got beats. Um, you sent it to yeah, yeah, no, beats. in fact, before even that, like, email uh, the homie emailed him, and was like, Yo, um, what you call this thing? Um, yo, yeah, let's meet, whatever, whatever. Sure enough, like, we met at New Cafe close to where I was staying, oh, you know, and yeah, we spoke. I think it was about me as an artist because that eventually led to me, um, producing and featuring. On uh, on on uh, what you call this thing on Dimples's first uh, album, yeah, on the intro track, and how that recording <laughs> session and <laughs> that's another story, Zeal. So yeah, that's that's another story. You want to hear that story? Hey, nigga, we got time, <laughs> nigga. We got time. Oh, what I'm trying to understand is like you can share, but what I'm trying to get like what are you learning from these processes? Because again, you are under this pressure of of this shit gotta make sense. Yeah. So. Right? I'll, okay, I'll, no, I'll, I'll, okay, let me answer that. So wait, I'll, what is it again? So I'm saying, when you're going through these processes, yeah, I need to understand these processes you, being meaning, meaning you say I go, I meet dimples. Yeah, does that make you money? What is reaffirming? Oh, that? okay. So and I, so you ask the question of how did you get into the circle? What were what were our goals? Mm, what oh. were the objectives? Like how did you know that you know it's worth going to the next appointment because I can see progress. Okay, so Tina, we were, as far as I'm, well, as far as I'm going to speak for myself, now I was modeling my career after the people I was looking up to. Mm-hmm. Bo, AKA, Bo, who else? Ryan, Leslie, whoever, or just anyone else in the who I was looking up to as a musician, Fully China, whoever was popping. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, for a long time, I was the biggest, like, South African hip-hop head. Like, that was my favorite genre. Like, yeah. on Channel O, that was my shit. I looked Definitely, out for MTV. Bro. That's what I looked out for. Trace, if it was SA Hip Hop, I wanted to see that shit. So naturally, you know, I was drawn towards that. And I wanted to, one of my main goals was to assimilate myself into that that scene. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To become part of, you know, whether as a collaborator, whether as a producer, hence reaching out to Dimples, 
which delayed then to obviously his new game collaborator and the, the featured vocal list and like if with other folks it was about okay if a person has budget you know we'll get you in the studio same sort of vibe if you hook you up with the beat you know what i'm saying if easy came through to the studio we did the same vibes like create hits if we can get a hit on radio you know it has so, a mixed bag of just based off what you know what was defined as success by the people that i looked up to and, and whose studios are you doing this at is it dimples or your studio still so my i'm in fact i've always been i've own, i've been exclusive to my studio up until recently for yeah from the start so everything was done in house save for like no the dimples one actually let me not lie we recorded that at uh at I could be wrong but what I, what I was told was I don't know if it was his house or his studio but it was his house or his studio oh, shit. right so you want to know how that happened yeah. <laughs> you got these stories okay, right so, like, is there music coming this is you see now maybe what I want to know is yes, you have so, a sequence of like good things happening in yeah. your journey is that of the strength of the quality of the music oh. and the consistency of the hustle or do you know do you have a connection into the space that you're trying to assimilate into so let me use shizne for instance how i got into shizne um rest is soul man uh alan um alan i think it is alanus or alan i forgot this surname and i don't want to butcher it um homeboy before i even got to joburg while so i was still in school alan is, is a... i'll explain okay. his, his thing now but he basically uh while i was in while I was still in Cox, still in high school, still in uniform making music, mm. he he like added me on Facebook. This was when people were discovering me as a rapper on the internet, right? Mm. And he was one of them. I didn't know who he was, never checked his profile or anything. Only to find out years later when I'd already been on, when I'd met him at uh, Red Pepper, mm. that, oh, snap, this is the, he's a producer uh, at Shizmiz. Mm. You get what I'm saying? And then, so he was like, when I when I post music, he'd comment. You know, he was a fan of my stuff, and he told yeah. me this, like, "Yo, bro, like, to answer that question, if you were to ask him, it was because he was a fan. Yeah, he was a fan of what I did, and as a result, he was like, "I'm gonna put you on shoes, and I'm gonna put you in the mixtape competition. Yeah. After the mixtape competition, like, put me on again. You know what I'm saying? For this time, as an artist on the rise, sort yeah. of situation." Yeah. So with a lot of cats I counted on the strength of of my music because mm-hmm. I've like I I'd, I'd had a lot of time to hone my craft and also I'm the guy who's like you know I do the I do the 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 rap and the track triple double no assist <laughs> uh but anyway what? Uh, <laughs> no Westbrook what? what you know what I'm saying uh, I don't know what that means, by the way. That's just a, from uh, <laughs> no, Kanye. You just quoted the verse. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a part. <laughs> yeah, okay. but anyway, uh, my point is like, um, yeah. So I was the guy who was doing that, so I could fit myself into. Oh, okay. Where can I fit this kid into my agenda? He can produce the song, and I guess he can sing the hook because I was singing my hooks, although I wasn't like a singer on some like I guess Drake type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, it was based off the strength of the music, bro. Like in the sense of like, they, I guess they could see something. Shout out to them for like seeing that, though, because it's like, I it's it's something I I still wasn't like looking at like shit. I'm like, like these niggas are actually fucking with what I'm doing. Yeah. You know, I was just focused on okay, let me make sure I keep my thing has always been about like, 
you know, keep, yeah, keep, it going, keep it going. With that output, it's about seeing like what did I improve on as per the last one, and that's the way that I mm. like from doing. You know, that's yeah. how I learn. Yeah. So, does that change anything about like the school environment? You felt alone in that space. You are in this hustle. You're not alone. You're around people. Yeah, that's so. Like, how? What? What do you think is the difference between your ability to relate in that space? And because at school I was just uh, my government name, but outside of that I was whoever you decided. To yeah, be. whoever I decided to be then as a rapper. You know, obviously later on to be Kimosabi. There's like it's that dog. Like there's different worlds. There's worlds where when I walk in, like. Um, I'm over. I'm showered with compliments, and I'm treated like a king. I'm regarded highly, you know, all these things. And then, and no, and I appreciate that. I don't. I don't take it lightly or as like a ego boost type of thing, you know. Um, and then there's rooms where I walk in, and people just haven't done their research, or they just don't know because of my it demeanor, you know. Because like at school, I was I rock up there alone. You know what I'm saying. But when I'm everywhere else, I've got Stan, I've got F-Easy, I've got sometimes K-E, I've got whoever else we're rolling with, I'm deep. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're in the hood, we're there, we're here, we're there, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, there, I guess I had that, you know, and I guess that's true of a lot of people in my industry and a lot of people like myself, is that, like, you know, you're a fish out of water when you don't have your, your people. You know what I'm saying? But when you have, you know, network, your network is your network and all that shit. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard, funny enough, I've heard similar things about, um, I think, Utsela Man, where recently, yeah, not back in the day, where it's like, depending on where he's at, you can see him more comfortable and mm. more not. So I can understand that. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then, so... Because now you're living, you're, I feel like if yeah, I'm you at that stage... I still want to get back to those stories. Too. Oh, for sure. No, I've got, I've got two in the chamber. No, no, no I'm just going to announce the story, oh, bro. Okay. Like, we don't... So no, with, we're still there, though. So, with, with how that came about, right? Um, This was when... Uh, um, Okay, this was around Dimple's album time. So, I met Dimple, I think, a year, bef- a year prior. Mm. Uh, And then, a year later, it was this album. So, now... Uh, I recorded Has the album the t- been produced by a label. Yeah, I a label think record? so. I think it was. I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna think it. I just remember. I might have seen. I'm not sure, but it was a big deal. It was in stores. I got a copy mm-hmm. when it dropped. Uh, so anyway, uh, what happened there was okay. So a year later, yeah, yo. Oh, I recorded a demo of the song. It's called "I Want This." Uh, it features Sean Pages mm. and Ginger Trill. Uh, I think. Shout yeah. out to them niggas. Yeah, shout out to them niggas for jumping on that track despite the way that hook sounded. It but anyway, yo, bro, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> but anyway, like, what happened was I was on the hook, so I'm not trashing anyone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, perfect critic. <laughs> like, you know, the perfect critic. You know, so now, uh, okay, so he hollers at me and he's like, yo, dog. Um, oh, so I recorded the demo with my setup, and it's like basically uh, we want to record the the hook properly. Sean is Sean Page is gonna be on it, neutral, etc. I made the beat and the demo, same thing that I did with. So them. this is Dimples hearing the demo and saying this. No, so this is a year after hearing the demo. I made oh, okay. the demo that time, and then a year okay. later, now he wants to put it as the intro of the album. 
Okay, so now um I think today did he Uber me? I think he Ubered me or it was a cab at the time, because I think this was even before Uber. Um, but I took it I remember taking a cab from Benmore Gardens. Mm. And then we went quite a distance to the spot, right? I didn't know. I, I thought you know, we were going to a studio. Like, uh, when I say a studio, like a building that it, says, yeah. don't do it, hit record studios or whatever, you know? No, then we're going to... And also, I'm not, like, used to, like, estates and shit like that. You know, I mean, come on, dog. You know, anyway, we go in there. I'm like, okay. It's like, these are some nice-ass houses in this bitch, you know? <laughs> and we get there, get dropped off in front of this, like, really big house. You know, I'm like, fuck, you know, I can feel intimidation. And, like, there's all, like, a bunch of, like, rappers there. I think, like, Liz was there. Oh, a young, you're still a rapper at this point. Right. Yeah, there's the young... <laughs> there's the young... Uh, who has this cat, man? But he was bubbling. He was bubbling under at the time. I, uh, if I can remember his name. Uh, but like every cat was there, dog. Um, who else? Um, I can't think who else was there. But anyway, okay. So I meet Dimples at the door. Sure, what's up, dog? I'm still in awe. So I'm curious where's the studio. Like this is before I'd seen like you know in-house studios, yeah. especially like one of that caliber. Yeah. You know. So anyway, we go in there, and um, yeah, eventually he tells me, yeah, no, this is an IT studio. I'm like, oh, dope. Okay, cool. Bruh. And then, like, sitting... So, I'm going to record in there. Okay, you know us. what I'm saying? Anyway, so now... um, Yeah, we we record... Yeah, so now, some time goes by. I think Anati also pulls through. Whatever. A bunch of people were hanging out up on top. No, this is before Anati arrives. We're hanging... There's, like, a top... Yeah, some other fancy top child or shit, dog. <laughs> so, anyway, chilling there, waiting for... I think we're waiting for the engineer to pull through, mm-hmm. right? So this is buying me time to like, cause now there's all these rappers and I'm gonna be singing. It's not like I'm gonna be rapping. Yeah, Plus, I'm yeah. this nigga's used to like, you know, doing my thing in the studio, yeah. you know, by myself, engineering myself. Comfortable. You know, now I'm in like, you know, the proper setup with the booth and this mic that looks like, you know, like everything is just like intimidating. Pick up your blinking, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like, it 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 took me back to varsity college. You know, yeah, but it, except yeah. this time I was like, no, but I'm in my domain. Yeah. You know, yes, I came alone, but like, but you, you know, know what the fuck yeah, doing. I know what the fuck I'm, I'm, I'm here to do. You know what I'm saying? And like, uh, so sure enough, engineer comes through and each dude, like, is like, uh, like shout out to him, by the way. Um, like I see his vision for what he was trying to do. Uh, I guess at the time I just wasn't radio. I wasn't getting it. You know, it's like we went upstairs and we were watching, I think we watched, uh, we put on like uh micro so they were trying to get me to sing a certain way they sing the hook a certain way because i think the way i was this singing it you wrote yeah I'm so gonna... like i'm re-singing it there on proper on a proper setup etc yeah. etc et so now uh they were wanting me to capture some michael jackson like to sing it like you know like i remember that being the theme of the thing like That's you need pop. to yeah i bring out that i'm like yo okay cool so like uh we go upstairs we go to I think the TV room and then Homeboy pops up. Um, what you call this thing? Uh, Michael, the the one with uh, Eddie Murphy. Like I, I didn't grow up on Michael Jackson, so I'm not gonna be one of those people that like ah you know that the the vintage Michael. Now, yeah. No, I just remember Eddie Murphy was and the Egyptian uh, the vibe. The, the video. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I'm saying what I wanna get to in your experiences with all of this is. Is like, what are you, 
what is when or are you feeding back your experience to the home base that you left or have you decided oh. you know, fucking, I'm building my own thing doing my own thing <sighs> and are your siblings part of this process are they seeing are they aware of like what you're experiencing like the spaces you are able to access you know what okay cool I have an answer for you so as far as the home base uh, I feel like I did what I needed to do when I was that side, you know. My destiny required me to... I mean, I recorded a lot of niggas, like, mm. back in the day. I did a lot of stuff for a lot of people, you know. The rest of it was up to them to, like, take it. It's all about how seriously you you take it, you know. I mean, I gave them the facility. I provided the facilities for, for folks to record. And I was charging peanuts, dog, mm. you know. So I, I paid my debt to society and mm. to my hometown. Mm. But now, as far as my siblings, Lundile um, can attest for you know what I've what I've contributed to his career uh, in terms of from a mentor and you know just initially getting him his grips. I mean, it starts at home, right? Charity. So uh, um, yeah, like Lundile, I definitely uh, I've contributed. You know, and as a result, even to this stage, we're at this, we're at that point where we are, we are now like this in terms of our hustle. So we're both pushing at the same sort of literally, because I mean, we're pushing together, living together, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, yeah, and there's been a, a, a big involvement in the fam in terms of, um, like helping build each other in our different uh, in our different fields, you yeah. know. And it happens. What 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 one needs to understand is that kind of thing happens naturally because, it's like, you know, <laughs> in nature, the point is, you know, the older animal passes on its knowledge to the younger animal so that they can, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, rinse and repeat. And you know, we've just always had a hand in each other, like. And Elisa, you know where her strengths lie and how those have contributed in both myself and and Ulandile's um, careers. careers thus far. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I hope I answered that, that question. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's true, bro. It's true. Um, you've been, you, you, you in Joburg, you've been doing this enough times, I think, or for enough time for you to be very confident that you haven't made a a wrong decision no as far as wrong decisions if anything dog um in retrospect i'm glad that i made them mm. because i know why certain things would have happened you know what i'm saying mm. like mm. especially when it comes to like fine the financial aspect of things you know i didn't i would i didn't have the financial literacy that i've you know started um, what's the word? Achieve, I've started achieve. picking up yeah. only recently after realizing that, okay, you know what? Like, money keeps coming in, but I don't know where don't it know keeps going. You know what I'm saying? Like, things like yeah. that. And it's just from, yeah, Doug, like, yeah, I left home and I immediately, like, jumped into, into the sea with the sharks. You know, straight into the, you know, straight into the heart of of this shit, you know? And, yeah, dog, it was How like, do you deal with the emotional stresses of, like, going through that that's shit? That's the like, thing. How do you deal with the emotional stresses the of thing. feeling like, I don't have any support, 
I, you know, it's 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 uh, it's it's go for broke type of situation at such an early you know stage of your of 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 your experience as a as a, as a creator. Man, you know what I can tell you it is, bro. Um. So, like, I'm not a religious man, mm. but I mean, I have a relationship with with God. Higher, yeah, with the higher power, though. And I'm counting on that for like all those things. I could tell you that it's like, it's like, yo, man, I was smart, or, or you know, I, I, what you call this thing, I dealt with shit by suppressing it by means mm. of whatever. But you know, it's just like my mother, for as long as ever, like, okay, my mother's a religious person, but that's beside the point. My point is, she's. I know for a fact that not a day goes by without a prayer being said about, you know, me and my mm. siblings, you know? So with that, for, for that to, uh, you know, for, for the things, cause like a lot of shit should have happened, dog. Now that I think about it, you know, I've had like uh, my first Mac, remember, uh, niggas broke in, took that shit, dog. Mm. Like my TV, hard drive. And I was backing up my shit the night before. I guess that was a sign that whatever I was, I had, I was backing up on there was trash, <laughs> you know? And it had to go. Niggas came in to care of that <laughs> for you. you know? The universe was like, no, don't. That, okay, yeah. somebody, somebody get rid of that shit me. so this nigga can start afresh. You know somebody what I'm saying? But yeah, dog, like, that's, I guess that would be the short answer because God got me. But to give you the, lo the longer answer, man, I mean, you know, just like with anybody else growing up, you find ways to cope. Mm. You find you have to find ways mm. to cope. Mine was obviously the thing that really kept me going though was always remembering, you know, why or what I'm here for and why I why I went through all the shit I went through to get to, you know, to get to Jobe and that kind of thing. Because there's these goals that I have in mind, you know what I'm saying, that I wanna achieve. And don't get me wrong, like everything that I that I wanted to well, most of the things the more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The more um, attainable things that I dreamed of, you know, when I got into this shit as a younger version of me, like I achieved them. I dreamed of performing like at a big festival. I performed at Ultra Dog in front of like thousands of people, mm. you know, I performed at Spring Fiesta and thousands. I wanted to, um, you know, wanted to be on charts. I did all that stuff. It was just, I got to a point where, especially around Kimaswabi time, where it was like, it's time for new goals, you know? And I guess these goals, the new ones, are just so fucking, so grand and so big mm. and require so much that they have to take long. You know, mm. they just had to have taken long. For me to get ready personally, mm -hmm. you know, to get my mind right, you know, I had to go through shit. You know the shit I was going through, you know? Like, niggas were sleeping on the couch, boy. Yo. <laughs> you know, but I mean, my point is, even besides that, dog, also the anguish, the mental and spiritual anguish that comes with this game, especially when you're alone. You know what I'm saying? Especially when your person is by themselves. You know what I'm saying? It's easy to get taken up, you know, and you have the city spit you out. It's true of, like, even the people who are not in the industry. You know, so for me to be still like in this bitch, dog, like as okay as as humanly possible, 
you know, I'd say, yeah, man. Do you not have thoughts about, you know, you just said something that just like, like, I was like, preach. And uh. I, like, when you talk about the city speech, you can, will, can speech you mm. out, even if you're not, even if you're not in this particular industry. Yeah, dog. Like, where we come from, we've, we have people that we grew up exactly. with. Exactly, we've seen it, we've seen yeah. it from experience. So yeah. it's, yeah, that's all it is. It comes down to like. Does that shit not like, do you not like, you know, get nightmares about like, bro, feeling like. Let me tell you something. When it was, when it began, when it started becoming Yintang Azam, yeah. Yo, one day I was like, yeah, nah, this shit is scary. Like, I understand the generation before because I've seen a lot of people, Jay, mm. like, you know, mm. about from, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm. But when it's like your generation, it's like people who, like, you speak to and you feel like when you speak to each other, you guys speak the same language. Mm. So you understand the perils of the past and mm. how you can, ah, oh, them down to what, 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 like, when I say spat out, it's like, you know, when you spit something out, it's malformed. It's, it's disgusting. You know what I'm saying? Disgusting. Not yeah, saying that people are malformed, but you, it, you know, it's I mean, spits listen, bro, like the reality of it is like people come back and people are not the same. It's what? like someone went to war and came back yeah. with PTSD type of situation. Yo, dog, like, especially Joburg. And you know what it comes down to? Like, people don't, I guess people do understand it, but just to emphasize the point that it comes down to well, in my opinion, like I guess it's the mental and the and the and the spiritual connotations of being like in Joburg. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying whatever. I'm just saying there's a lot more, you know, a lot more going on in the air, mm-hmm. you know, than in a in a more simple place yeah, that's not necessarily. Yeah. yeah, there's just there's, like there's too many energies. Yes, there's, that's what I meant to say. There's too many energies that can, you know with your energy like imagine your energy as this like this floating light and there's all these like yeah, just when energies and then when uh, yours gets in there then it gets knocked by whatever energy from wherever you don't even know then it takes you to now wherever that one was going and that's not necessarily where you need to be yeah. you know what i'm like, saying no one is really prepared for it like you come to this place not knowing what this place is that's only you knowing have to prepare yourself. that this place offers you an opportunity, opportunity to make ends meet. That's all it is. You know what you I'm know, trying to materialistic say? But like the reality of like everything else about in this place where everybody's here for that same thing, you know, and then having to build communities in spaces where you didn't go to make friends and build communities. You went there to get that guap. Thanks. What my what my dog uh, gangster Gibbs say? He says uh, he's been struggling. What? He's trying to get my soul right. That's yeah, all it is, dog. Gotta yeah. get it right before you get to Joburg, because then you at least you know to you know. Have some stability. Yeah, and also stability being the key word. That like this is what I came here for. Mm-hmm. Later, I was told that there's opportunities for me as a musician to achieve. You know, and the funny thing is, dog, like. The thing with, I guess that's another thing that's that's uh, made me so, I guess, I guess let me just say bad with money when it came to like the industry is because that wasn't what I got into it for in the yeah, first yeah, place. Yeah, yeah. Like from the start, that's why I had a hard time with it. When I was starting to like get paid, like niggas are like, nigga, how much? You know, mm. I didn't know how to handle that. And as a result, you know, I had been taken advantage of, mm. you know, by a lot of folks uh, in that regard. But um paying dues. Yeah, dog. Yeah, paying the dues. Cost of ignorance. Paid, yeah, paid the cost to be the boss. That's all it is, dog. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? Like all those things, 
Yeah, though, you gotta get your song right. Bro. <laughs> and the thing is, though, but my, like, you've charted your journey leaving home. Yeah. Forget you're going, leaving home is not a comfortable situation. Not at all. And you are, you are telling me about a situation where you personally feel something way about leaving home that makes this perhaps more of a permanent fixture yeah. in where you want to spend your time than home. And this place being what it is, how, how do you cope with that? So, NYN is like a big like uh, proponent of like going home, going home, going no home. No offense. You and believe it or not, Doug, but so was I up until, but yeah, you know how things go. But anyway, my point is... Um, from my parents not seeing, they didn't see that fire in me for like, what, 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 is, what does this guy want to end up doing? What is he going to be? Like, what is he really going to be when he snaps out of this phase? Mm-hmm. There was none of that. Like, there was nothing else that showed, oh, maybe, oh, maybe computers, you know, but this nigga can build a computer, like, you know, so it's not like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I only, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like, um, what is he passionate about? What is it that would make him be would make him get out and then they saw this they saw me like without flinching without even going to a place that i have no knowledge of i don't know or it's like and it's um before we left my mother showed us the before i left she showed us the louis theroux uh, documentary in joburg the my eleven one it oh, took him to okay. all that. Yeah. <laughs> Showed us that. I too. only know that from the internet. You know what I'm saying? That is the greatest warning anyone can have. Ah, showing you that like, video. It's just like. Yo. SABC3. Ah, just in time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's my mother. Yo. Uh, but anyway. Yeah, so with that, there had to be something. I guess it was passion, dog. Like they couldn't see, but then it, it was the passion they couldn't see. Like all this, all this time, this guy. Has we like we are working people specifically my dad somebody who would go you know somewhere physically to work you know think about it like this nigga comes from sorry just to finish the thing I was gonna say like this nigga comes back from school dog and he's still gonna go to his job you know as much as my father would complain about like you know like any parent oh work this work that mm. no, I'm there dog till it's late it's not a matter of I'm just there for the allocated hour I'm there until I'm done recording these niggas and they have the mp3 that they blast on their way out of the gate Jeez. you know you know yeah. that was that was every day dog mm. so mm. like I guess it was just sometimes so you, listen yeah I part of the conversations because like for me what mm. I hear there is an, abil- an inability of someone to say, this is how I know you make a life of your own. Mm. These are the tools that you require. And I know that you acquire these tools in this manner. If I'm not able to see, based on what you are pursuing, how you end up in a situation where you have these uh, tools. So, so what I'm trying to get to is, do you have, are you, do you think you're in a better position to like uh, educate your folks about um the 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 business of you know here's what being an artist being a musician yes so one thing um it would be financial literacy that's all it is because look if you have a child who has talent money is going to come people are going to come and be like hey dude um even if it's not based on oh like whatever whatever they're going to use money as a as a tool of trade with your child right to get something from your child's talent, right? And in, as a result, your child is going to accumulate money. Especially if your child is an artist, that motherfucker is going gonna, is gonna, to uh, incur royalties, right? Yeah, so this yeah, is yeah. large amounts of money that come in 
like I guess semi-regularly but mm. yeah my point is this is a lot of money that comes in mm. now what happens when you put you give some yeah what happens when somebody who is not financially literate wins a lotto or gets like a landfall of money mm. the chances are that money is going to be oh, wasted boy. or it's not going to be used properly or oh, invested you know what i'm saying okay so understanding this as a parent let me teach this nigga okay in your field you're going to get royalties right and you're also going to get people booking you for your performance now when people book you at your performance um you're going to need somebody to facilitate that a manager that person you need to pay them for them to put their neck out there whatever whatever so make sure you have this might show that you're able to hire yourself a manager or you see all these kind of but things but like you folks don't got that information they do but for everything else but not for, for my else, thing but not for no dog thing. it's about no but like okay. the fact to understand no the and the royalty the, the royalty are the thing the same if in profession in general no, like bro, financial literacy is the same for me as a lawyer as it is for you no no here's as what an here's what i'm saying financial yeah financial literacy as a subject mm. at like let's say if you're teaching your child you're not going to teach them financial literacy for music, music yeah. or financial literacy mm. especially before they know what they're supposed to do mm. you get what i'm saying You're so in my case uh okay granted they didn't know they were hoping that maybe i'm going to snap out and be like oh shit all and this do time do something they understand you know what i'm saying <laughs> but now with that with, with the absence of that one of the things that the talks the reason why i brought up the royalty uh example was because my father although much later in life i think like maybe in Yeah like I was already 4 years in the game or so he called me once randomly and like he was telling me about yeah when your royalties come in you need to be able to invest like just briefly like it wasn't like a full on conversation mm-hmm. it was just to be like yo you know I'm aware that you're getting money now yeah. you know what I'm saying so that showed me that oh okay he's aware of this because I don't talk to my dad like that you know about oh you know music royalties this mm-hmm. that and the third he knew about that from his own general knowledge you get what i'm saying and also as a parent bro like i feel like i in fact let me not say as a parent cuz i am not a parent and I'm a parent. and yeah, you I'll are tell you if you're <laughs> shit i'll volunteer for your opinion but yeah what i'm saying is dog like uh with that like i feel like that's what that would have been the next best thing to do if or else fails use the, the knowledge that you know like okay you know this guy whatever he's doing he's going to get money right so let me let's talk money mm-hmm. that's a language that we can be mutual on you know what i'm saying but um do you think that that relationship can still like be of value to you in exactly what specifically in what you're trying to achieve at this point now yeah no at this point in your career in, and the the bigger goals that you you've come with now no definitely not because uh reason being number one, um I mean I I eventually learned I, le- I had to learn the hard way you know so the lesson was was imparted you know what I'm saying about financial literacy to when you get money you know don't waste it don't buy expensive equipment invest in yes it, it felt like I was that's what I was doing but even that you need knowledge on you need uh, education about investing as well right in whatever field you know what I'm saying and um Yeah dog I just feel like especially on the journey that I'm on now in terms of my own teaching myself this financial literacy myself just based off also being in a practical situation I feel like I'm in a better position to teach myself than you know than they are at this point in time yeah 
Yeah. Um, I don't know how much time we got. I'm thinking maybe we take a, a smoke break. I agree. Sure. I want to get like into um, what your the structures of the industry as you've encountered it. We've no had time. a side conversation about a role or function called radio plugging. Yeah. You know, I'd like to discover other things outside. Maybe you might know there's an engineer, there's a producer, you know, no who doubt. are the other role players that you engage with, you know, that you need to be aware of their roles mm. you know, in the larger function. So I'd, I'd like to get into that, like, you know, structurally, what roles and functions do, are you aware of in the industry of you, as you've discovered it? Bad. All right, cool. Doggy, anything before we hit the break? No, I will come back and I'll insert it then. It's cool. Alright, cool, cool, cool. Take a break. Why I'll not? I'll be back. Peace, peace. Lonely boy in a lonely room with no one to love or to talk to you. That's when I feel it most Feel like calling some people over But I'd be a lousy host And just need a little company A conversation at most Cause I'm so sick and tired Doesn't feel right. 
back from the motherfucking break, motherfucking yeah, yeah. Why Not podcast. Uh, outfit change, you know, this sunlight is dope, bro. Hey, bro. <laughs> Shout out, out to, to Mother Nature. Um, yeah, still got chemo here. Um, yep. and like we said before, we got off break, dog. I was just, cu- <laughs> I just wanted you to speak to the different role players in the industry that you've discovered that I've encountered, yeah, encountered in your in your journeys. No doubt, no doubt. Well, you know, I first thing you gotta understand about this shit is. Contrary to popular belief, I mean, you can't do this shit on your own. I mean, technically you can, but that makes things uh, take longer, of which I've learned. Mm -hmm. So uh, the modern, in this day and age, man, you're going to encounter, you're going to encounter various different titles, titles such as, um, as we had been discussing off air, um, radio pluggers. You know, uh, and what they do. Then, obviously, you're familiar with the term PR, but more specifically in the in the in the sense of um, the industry. Um, Is PR like if there's a scandal, somebody helps you come up with a cover-up story? That's what I knew PR as on TV. So now PR is like what advertising. So that what you described (laughs) would be more would be a, a role more akin to uh, a uh, publicist, somebody who deals with the public image of the brand. Um, Another one you might come across. And then, uh, but let me just start with Radio Plugger and then make my way up as they'll come to me. So Radio Plugger essentially... When do you encounter Radio Plugger? Okay, cool. So so Radio Plugger, first of all, you got to understand what that role entails. Um... This is just based off my experience. I don't want y'all to take this as <laughs> as the gospel. Because you know how things get, you know, yeah. it's like, it's 2021 after all. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, basically, uh, their job is, okay, so this is a person who has um, the network and I guess the time uh, and the effort um, or the energy rather to take your song to the to the radio basically take your song to the radio right um part of that service also uh includes is you take it to a person at the station who the job it is to receive so songs from pluggers as ideally but then it would it really depends on the format of the radio station mm-hmm. right so let's say there's a radio station where they only accept um the only way to get your song heard is through a meeting or something like that, then that person will have to make make that happen. Mm-hmm. Now, this is obviously um, predicated on the network that that person possesses, you know, so... As the, as the potential radio player. Yes, in terms of, like, the radio network. So, obviously, I mean, if they know the person to give it to starting there, you know, and they know that they can make the call and be like, yo, I'm coming in to bring in, you know, this music mm-hmm. you know and that's where yeah so it's that and then obviously as i mentioned then there's uh following up you know because like as a as a client in anything of that nature you need follow-ups to know what's going on mm-hmm. you get what i'm saying so you pay this so does it does does the radio plug say okay yo this is a schedule expect to hear your music playing on this show at this time tomorrow now here's the thing i've the day personally after I personally have never used a radio plugger, mm. right? So 
I'm going to speak on, I do know people, however, who have used them to an extensive degree, right? So mm. I'll use what I've heard from them, just also from my own inquiries. Um, in some cases, uh, they're not obligated to. What it is, is I understand there might be a schedule where like, okay, you can check um, what you call this thing. Um, okay, let's say on Fridays, they're going to go for the follow-up. And that's when you as the artist are going to get information mm, on your an update on your investment right mm. um the second being well hearing yourself on radio because essentially the goal is to is to have your song playing on radio where people can hear it yeah. people including you yeah. you get what i'm saying so that's at the most basic level can you differentiate when your song is playing on the radio because the the dj actually heard the song and liked the song and when it's gone through the, it's a, as a result of the work of a radio plugger, or is it that situation of, you can't start saying now that people, radio DJs are randomly discovering your music and liking it now that you've actually, you know, so, gotten the service of a radio plugger. Right. So I guess more than anything, um, hmm, at its most basic, uh, yeah, at its most basic, basically his job is, to take the the song to um, the person who the 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 ears that are required to hear it for it mm. to be considered for radio or not, mm. right? Mm. Now that depends. Uh, yeah. Now that depends on other variables, right? Mm. Uh, keep in mind, like at at the basic um, at its most basic um, format, that guy's job is to take the song to the guy and follow up to see yo. So I brought the song to you what's happening with it, right? Anything beyond that, then that's that's when um, you as the artist come in. Like, mm -hmm. whether the song is good. If it's good, I mean, look, you might f find yourself playing on radio just off the strength or the merit of how good your song is, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Not necessarily in the best uh, slots. You might find yourself on the, on the grape shit, you know? But that, ha like, if that happened through, let's say, um, if uh, theoretically you're, um, the plugger is the only person who was in charge of um, taking your song to anything radio related, whether it's mm -hmm. emailing it or delivering it or whatever, then that's, I guess, a deliverable on the part of the plugger. Mm -hmm. You get what I'm saying? Then obviously the rest, for a more effective, uh, what can I say? For a more effective approach to radio plugging, it's just as simple as, man, if you've got a song that's buzzing, um, in the streets or if you've done your groundwork and it's about getting folks to come to you. You know what I'm saying? Or rather creating that demand or at least creating that um, that thing that differentiates you. So when you're brought up there, it's like, oh, it's this song um, that's been on the streets. Now we have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. In our database. So now as a result, we can give it the love that we see fit based off of the data that comes from yeah. You know what I'm saying? So you're paying this person for their social network rather than their administrative duties. You're paying for that too. Because this is this person is going there with their petrol and everything that they're gonna do to you know to uh service your song, um, it's not gonna come out of their pocket. Mm. You get what I'm saying? That's why you're paying them. And I guess also for the network as we as we've established you know because i mean if this person knows this person at this station versus this person who knows you know what i'm saying then yeah. it's like 
So our pluggers, our radio pluggers, essentially legal payola. Hey, he said it. I didn't. Ha! <laughs> but I yeah, thought it though. Because <laughs> okay. like that's what I'm here. You're like, yo, bro. I don't want to go to the, the the drama of having to talk to the, the to the, yeah, to, the to the radio the, guy myself to the, get the shit. So the can producer, you be my go between? Okay. When you pay the producer, it's like that's direct payment. That's like paying a cop. Okay. Right? That's bribery. That's wrong. So let me let me let me tell you how it is, right? Um, why it's not payola is because payola. Look at it like this, right? And this is why it's harmful and frowned upon. Uh, if uh, you have artist A who, you know, has been building their brand and has invested in themselves and has a dope song and wants to get on radio versus you who, when uh, you you just like, you know what, fuck all that uh, branding shit and everything. Um, I'm going to pay someone that I know to, um, to play this song mm. on radio and give it love. You know, not based on those other things that we mentioned on. So you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, do you see where the ethical dilemma is already? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, about yeah. take, you know, someone else who earned the opportunity is sidelined yeah. based off that, right? So now when Payola becomes Payola is when that song is playing on uh on the on the station. Oh, hey son, give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'll be back, guys. All right. Yeah. Well, Perola becomes. No, because for me, I still I can still continue the thought. Yeah. So for me, it's like even if I didn't go to someone and say, "Yo, here's some dough." Right. Play my music. Uh-huh. I went to someone else and said, "Yo, here's some dough." Talk to that nigga. Get him to play my music. But that song didn't play on radio because you paid the person who's in power. Is, who's in charge of playing songs on radio? Yeah, that's not payola. You know, payola is. So you're when saying you're, I've now. De- it's okay. If you go directly to the guy and you say, "Here is." Is it not pay, or does it deter- depend on what methods that other motherfucker uses? That other motherfucker. If he gets there and he doesn't know the nigga, he, but he knows the nigga in this nigga's team who's no, taking he's the money. To, he's going to the nigga that he knows, yeah. right? He's been paid. So his payment, the money that he's got on him, that you that he received from you, right? Yeah. That's for gas to go to petrol to uh, to this radio station, mm-hmm. and then drive back, and then go to the next one, and then go to depending on which radio stations you wanted to hit, yeah. right? Let's say he spent that five k just on gas, and there's no money to do anything else, yeah. Like um, pay to pay someone to to play the song on radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now he just went to the people. And he gave them the song and he was like, yo, um, this is the... So he, he so because of him, you don't have to email whatwhatdeadmusic.whatever.com. Hey, please find here with and not know whether... At least with him, you know, he can come... A human being will come to you and say, sure, um, your song has been received. Uh, now the rest is now, obviously, okay, now it's up to you. Now if, if the song is good or commercially viable... Blah 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 blah. Or if it's beaming in the streets, if these niggas are like, we like this song, let's do research on this nigga. So oh, the, okay. So the radio plug just makes sure that it lands in the hands he was, of someone he, who he's, can. He's a human email, not yeah. not to dehumanize, yeah. but like no, essentially it, it he's doing that. Sense. You know what I'm saying? Because it's better like he has a delivery report. Yeah, if you don't get a response on email, 
the next best thing is to call, right? Yeah. If you don't get your, if you don't get a response or you don't get through from a call, the next best thing, you know what I'm saying? And does, you have, does he not go through? Oh well, again, you are paying him a, predominantly for his social capital, then. Because if he doesn't have the social capital, then he has to go through the same bullshit you'd have to go through if is, you were doing it yourself. If he didn't have the social capital, dog, then why is he in the? He why is he doing yeah. this shit? That's like it's was, a, yeah, that's what I was going to say. You in this space, then it seems like you have to first earn the merit yeah. before you can do this. However, you earn it if you were a former musician and you um you happen to have make radio connections or whatever, 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 and then you know, oh, okay. Now, I just must say that, yo, all right, this is a service. Because, I mean, radio plugging is a service that's also offered, like, alongside or, if I'm not mistaken, as part of PR, which yeah. is the, essentially the same principle. Like, yeah. you want to get on, on um, it's, it's, it can be broken down to a, a question as simple as this. Who do I speak to to get on? Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Then to to which a person who's qualified can reply and be like, oh, we'll speak for radio or for this urban radio. I know I can speak to Zbanban. I can speak to so-and-so. Ah, I know so-and-so is there, mm-hmm. you know. So I know the people are there. The 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 people are, are in place, yeah. you know, from whatever you're doing in your previous life, whatever. But the folks are, the people are in place. When it's just about, now you take the variable, there is the product that's been taken, mm-hmm. right? And how the brand, whether the brand is on point or the song is commercially viable, whatever, whatever, those are other things yeah. that play the part. Yeah. So this person goes to these um, beacons that have already been set up, right? Mm-hmm. And he's dropping off this variable. Now, they can either, they still have, when he's gone to the next one, then that that um, setup can reject or accept so, so. whatever. And then it, it's up to them based on all the information that was provided, how good the song is, or whatever, whatever, whatever. Right you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then he'll go and he'll do all of that. In that, he's exhausting, let's say he's got a, a meter, he's exhausting resources in terms of like, let's say petrol, blah, 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 because Joburg is big, right? right and if you, and if you want... Um, You're not to, paying to, for this motherfucker's rent, are you? No, well, no. <laughs> if there's anything left over, then yeah, you know what I'm saying? But like, if it's, you know what I'm saying? I guess that's why they, then the charge obviously justifies the means. But for so how that, do you decide whether, um, how do you decide whether the, per, the the rate someone who's offering that service is charging you yeah. fits or is justifiable? Do you first need to have seen his work? Do niggas come with like a catalog? I think <laughs> these niggas are put it's on. It's my record. Oh, these niggas put on. No, my experience with like radio pluggers has always been from like word of mouth. You know, yeah. somebody saying, yo, this person plugs for this person or they plug this song or they plug for yeah. this artist. Yeah. Then it's up to you as the artist and your discretion to be like, oh, okay. Um, now I want that kind of or I'm aligning myself like this artist, yeah. artist A, who was plugged by plugger A. So therefore, I'm going to go with You're him go because I'm expecting similar results mm. because I'm doing this, something similar. You get what I'm saying? Like, I, I think the same way anyone would look at like, like um, selecting a, like any company, be it a PR company or whatever, you look at, oh, okay, I'm t- we're trying to convey a certain message, right? Who who do I know who has conveyed this message in a similar way successfully, yeah. Yeah. you know, and then that's the person that I would reach out to. Yeah. 
So we've got the radio plug, you know, wrap him up, put him in that yeah. box right there. Um, who else? Let's talk manager before we talk yeah. PR. Yeah, so managers are really like, uh, it's a point of contention in a lot of... Yeah, bro. We've had know. conversations with people who say, Managing artists, yeah, it's just a nightmare. Managing independent artists, yeah, yeah. Look, all it is is, man, my belief, and this is a person. I'm speaking as a person who doesn't even have a manager for reason. That thing they say about managers, talk about you know artists managing an artist. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I totally get it. As a result, I haven't been able to sustain. Manage, but, but I guess it's for for whatever reasons. But essentially, the manager, it, at its core, right, is somebody who believes in you more than you believe in yourself enough to, what can I say, enough to mobilize yeah. on behalf of your vision as an artist. Mm-hmm. That is a person who, yeah, there's look, there's probably a school for it. Shit, there's probably a school for everything and whatever Mm but i feel like i mean you know just from the things that i've the people that i've studied and i've seen you know it's really about having that same passion you know is is there like qualification criteria besides that passion what i can you need to offer a resource or something that makes you a resource to me i'll tell you what more than anything i like to look at uh a manager as as a human resource yeah. You know what I'm saying? In the sense of like, this is a person who, um, but more than anything, uh, okay, the, the way that a, a publicist deals with uh, all things public image with regards to the artist, the manager deals with the artist as an individual. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? All the things mm-hmm. that encompass the artist, their brand, their music, their well-being, et cetera, et cetera. Hence why... I would say the best, I, the ideal situation, the ideal managers come out of, I feel, that person who believes in, um, who believes in, who believes in you as much as you do, if not more so, mm-hmm. you know. And I guess from my experience, as I guess I can say I've been a manager, um, because people have said that that's what I am or have assumed I'm a manager to various artists just because of the role that I've played. Mm-hmm. Not just from a, you know, from, you know, from the thing that I do, it's not defined. It's not like, okay, now I only step in. Like I've been a, in every facet, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what a manager does. And that comes from believing in the people that I quote unquote manage. You know, mm-hmm. I'd go out of my way, use the opportunity, use the context that I have, use the opportunities that I've come across, create opportunities. That's another important thing. In fact, that's what the manager's definition is, is to create opportunities because that's how they get paid. For the artist. You know what I'm saying? You create uh, opportunities for your artist or your clients. And uh, I've seen a lot of management contracts grow. Yeah, to I was going like, say, how do you regulate like that output? Because I've seen management contracts and like... It, it's a lot, right? Yeah, but it's like, yeah. I give you the right to, you know, <laughs> do what you want with my money. So uh, in exchange, uh, I'll see what I can do. You know what I'm saying? So that's the thing. Oh, you see, that's the thing with contracts, dog, is that also in, when shit is cookie cut, that's when you get shit like that that doesn't make sense. You know, like that kind of shit, you know. Um, I just feel like 
you know how I feel when it comes to like contracts and stuff like that. I prefer. Right. Can I give an like an experience from contracting? Yeah. A lot of people who prepare documents prepare documents from the perspective of wanting to maximize the yeah. benefit for the person you are representing. Right. And if the other person is not represented by somebody who's going to say this is ludicrous, da 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 da, da and that's where. You know what I'm trying to say? It's okay, like, but here's my... Motherfucker, just be putting shit just like... They, yeah. It's like people look for templates of everything. What can I take? What yeah, can I take? What can I take? What can I take? For instance, you see that thing of um, what controlling your whatever, whatever. Like, why would you need to, to do that? Like, let a nigga run his own social media. When would it come to a point yeah. where a person needs to that, so. relinquish that kind of... of, of you know what I'm saying? And especially in this day and age where it's like, I get it. Like, you know, there's money to be made from merch. There's money to be made from a person's likeness and whatever. And it's the business of it. But me personally, just my own personal belief, just because of the kind of person that I am, mm-hmm. like those kind of things, like, uh, fuck am I going to do with the niggas Instagram? Mm-hmm. Huh? <laughs> Shit. Respond to the motherfucking uh, queries, nigga. I guess maybe that comes from uh, <laughs> that comes from um, impulsive. And also, I guess from experiences and whatever. But look, in a book I was reading, the way you treat your if you treat your your soldiers with um with kindness, enough kindness, then they won't become what haughty or haughty. If you treat them with, it's all about you know. Obviously, if you punish them too much. You know, then they'll become rebellious and all of that, you know. So, if ever, like, you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't, just for me personally, just because of, like, yeah, look, I get, I totally get the the role of contracts and the business and all that kind of stuff. It's just that me personally, there's certain things that I, that I could live without. Okay, can I yeah. ask, how many, how comfortable are you like, for example, you've got a, a radio plug, hypothetically, and a manager, <laughs> hypothetically. Mm. How comfortable are you managing those relationships on the strength? Like, yeah, nigga, you know. Because it's, it's your, it's your, you have the objective of where you're going. Right. I come, I feel like I can add to what you're doing. But realistically, before I was in your life, I was pursuing my own thing. We just so happened to interact in the journey. Okay. So, like... I think the importance of, of contracting is to establish uh, something that we can come back to should we in no, the future have a, a, a... I have no I have no issue with contracts. Mm-hmm. My issue is with certain clauses that are found in these mm-hmm. contracts that I mentioned. Like mm-hmm. the one you mentioned about, you know, look, I get it. Somebody's probably going to be like, actually, you know, those things are in place <laughs> for, you know, whatever. Okay, that's fine. But why do we have the Fifth Amendment in this case? Hell yeah, we do. So yeah, I mean that's just how I feel, man. Like, what am I that's doing true. with a nigga's Instagram, dog? Like, what am I doing with that access? <laughs> yes. So now, and uh, I get it, I get it. Like when a, what about when you the, pass the Spotify away, uh, password? Yeah, the, all the, of that. The like, to... I'm giving you access to my money, so you can see. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, this nigga made this much. So even if he comes and tries to say, Nah, nigga, I only have this much on me. Oh well, according to your Spotify, you uh, have you, you made this much. So, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, dog, like... Okay. No, let's not get... Because uh, we're still on management. Yeah, managing. Right? So, maybe I'm trying to figure out... I'm thinking the recent chance, the rapper... Yes. Fall out with his manager. 
I thought my understanding was that it was like a, an old friendship. All right. I think it was always business. Right. It's Which is the best kind of... in the love of the music type of situation. No, I feel you. But also, I mean, like, relationships come to end, I think, especially yeah. business relationships. So I don't think it's necessarily a term. It's just that when you get to that end. Doing it right. Yeah, dog. I feel you, man. Because, like... Yeah. Wait, what happened to Chance? I still need to read up um, on, the, they, on that uh, whole situation. There was a litigation between Chance and Scooter Braun relating to... No, wasn't it? Uh, not Scooter, it's um, not Scooter Braun. Whoever something the, the manager. Pat the Pat manager. Pat the manager. Yeah. yeah, sorry. I apologize for the mistake in the names. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the manager was um, suing Chance for... For for you know, money damages to either um, was it not merch the camp because they they set up like a, a serious like you know operation of like mm-hmm. different corporate entities house yeah. the different like uh, uh, revenue streams mm-hmm. so he was just saying I'm owed something there I'm owed something there I'm owed something here mm-hmm. um, I mean I don't think that's a it's a bad thing that the fact that that is happening I do think that the the thing about business is that we're in here for money, essentially. Mm. So when we do decide to part, we have to make have conversations about the money as we understood it to re- relate to us. Yeah, that's why yeah. when we but, got into the situation. But that's why it becomes a, a matter when we're seeing you in court, because clearly, either you didn't have conversations, couldn't have conversations, or tried having conversations that. Yeah, pillar for it to end up in court. That's like sort of a last resort type you situation. Know that's like, like no, I think they, we they, they, they made him an offer, which was like a couple hundred thousand. Oh, thing was like, no, nigga, I'm trying to like, buy me out. Whatever, pay me millions. You know what I'm trying to say? I mean, I think it's ordinary sense. in the course of litigation. It's ordinary in the course of litigation. If you're dealing with a lot of money, you want to hand over to somebody who's going to run the thing professionally, and those people are going to you know, fast forward to getting papers filed because ultimately you want to get the money done. You can always settle during the course of the litigation. You know what I'm trying to say? But again, if you've decided to go to court, I'm assuming you've said, fuck it, you know, I'm not willing to listen to this nigga on a one-on-one basis. It's on site. I guess it's a good springboard then into the next important point, which I remember. Legal. Yeah. Yes. As a copyright creator, huh? Talk about it. What's your copyright creator? So basically, I mean, anyone who like creates anything original or whatever, you are a copyright. You are a copyright creator. Yes. Oh, wait. And everyone is a copyright. If you, if you, it was your idea that became this product. So now in that field, you know, having an understanding or no, having a legal team, this is why like literally everyone has a legal team that's, well, you know, I guess, yeah, look, it's just, it's necessary to have in your team mm-hmm. as part of the people that you encounter. So, um, because you are going to be dealing with things such as uh, contracts, for one. This is actually in this industry, I think, um, it's it's uh, standard that you either have an understanding of the law or you have somebody around you who, yeah. for your, for at the very least, your basic rights mm-hmm. as a creator, as a musician. Right, it starts there. Like either you understand it, or you have somebody who understands that this is obviously talking about your samuels, your royalties, your distribution, because this is money that we're talking about. Basically, any when it comes to the creation of copyright, 
um, anyone who was involved in or was required in making that one thing or that thing needs to, there needs to be fair division and fair money or basically they need to get their share. You know what I'm saying? To avoid, the reason why I'm bringing up legal at such a, uh, uh, at such a thingy point is yeah. because I feel like a lot of independent artists even, like they have a legal team set up because niggas are out here sampling left and right and then, you know, there's other things, domestic things, and then this, that, and the third, you know? And if you don't have, like, your ducks in a row, like, let's say, let's say, um, <clears throat> let's say you find yourself in a position where you've done a, you, you, you thought your partner was uh, a wall, right? Okay. And then that... You did what? You, you thought you you put hands on your on your spouse yeah, okay, your partner. and then that that reaches the news, right? What do you think is going to happen to your career, especially if it's like just on its way, especially when people are just trusting you enough that's, to endorse you? Yeah, it's over. You get what I'm saying? I mean, that's not even a legal thing, bro. Society's gonna like. Okay, besides that, that, but I mean, that's that's just an example. Okay, fine. Even with like, a, let's say, you fail to clear a sample, then legal repercussions follow. Yeah. And then you get bankrupted. Fair My point is... Fucking Simon Says. You know what I'm sample saying? Sample to Godzilla, the movie. That shit was hype, but he could never make money out of it because... You know what I'm saying? Godzilla so just like, oh, there's a lot of legal treachery in the game and that's why i'm putting legal before like as part of the thing the sooner and the reason why i'm bringing it up is the sooner a person can start establishing or at least start thinking of that kind of thing like okay i need to one of the things i need to invest in early on is to make sure i have my legal mm. you know what i'm saying in place do you is that like um how do you find out who those people are in the space that you're in because I don't think it's an organized environment the same in the sense that you can go to the yellow pages. No, it's the same way you find everyone, though. That's the thing about this game. It's about networking. Anyone that you need to find, anyone that you're like, where do I find mm. a manager? Yeah. You go out, you talk to people. Oh, hey, I manage. Oh, hey, I'm a musician. Mm. Or, hey, I'm an artist, blah, blah. That's how you get the clients if you're a producer or whatever, whatever. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the network. So from... You know, it's just that gamble. You just have to be a person who's... If you've ever wondered why... I know I did when I was first in Jova. Why are these... Like, why Why is everyone here? Like, what's so nice about, you know, being out here, yeah. out, out here in the club? You know, just obviously also being a person that I am, you know, indoor guy. Yeah. But now, when you understand, like, okay, people are here for business, essentially. But I never got it into... Okay, it doesn't you don't look think like. About it at yeah, first, yeah, I mean, you hear the dance, get drunk. How are you gonna conduct business when you're like, you know, drunk out of your ass? And yet, funny enough, bet it all. The second song that I did with Dimples, I met him in the club, mm. and he was like, "I'm working on a mixtape. Send me some stuff." Then the following day, I sent him what would become bet it all. But yeah, um, so that's legal. Yeah, so that's legal. Gotta oh, so basically, you meet someone, you meet somebody who's like, hey. Uh, I'm, you know, I, um, I'm a lawyer or I'm in law or something like that. Oh, okay, cool. 
welcome to my world. That's all it takes to t- to take a, a thing to take a, a lawyer and the normal sort of. Well, let me let me not say it as facts, but from like a normal field, you take them into your world as a musician. Be like, this is what's up. So they can also assess and see. Oh, okay. So oh, I see. You, you know mean what I'm that saying? By what? By like playing your music for them, or even if it's like no, like, even if it's like yo, take them to a, let's say you roll you roll in certain circles, and you're like, ah, here, like there's these legal hazards. Like maybe this person loves you know the company of the fairer sex mm-hmm. you know and you know the legal implications that can arise from mm-hmm. those kind of things you know so like you know there to assess and be like okay so it's not like you have to learn like hyper like to sort of whatever to put it in a way it's not like you have to learn the scales or major whatever of law in music you get what i'm saying in music yes there are certain things i guess you learn in media law whatever but the best kind of learning job is on the ground. You know, if you're there and you see for yourself, you know, that's how you build. It's not about, like you said, now I was under the impression everything was, now I have to get on the yellow pages and search managers, PR. I tried that. I tried that method. I really did try, like, Google. First of all, the directory for, like, these kind of uh, services on Google is horrible like, like can't even find like a photo shoot studio on google in south africa you always find something in the uk or fucking australia or something like that <laughs> when you google photo shoots what for maybe one or two in cape town whatever but my point is that these alliances like something like that like yeah the alliances that you form from being in the right place at the right time you know, but to be there, you gotta, yeah. And then from there, it's up to you how about you stating your case. Like, this is what I do, whatever, and this is what I need you to do. You know, if I had known that back in the day, like, and I was a more sociable person, mm. I'd have mm. these people in place. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But yeah, from networking. And then outside of legal, you said publicist or PR. PR is one that I really want to talk about. So PR, right? Uh, then I don't know if the confusion still exists, but there used to be that whole thing of thinking PR was or confusing PR with the marketing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. As in, like, mm-hmm. basically, the PR is the person that makes me famous mm-hmm. in a nutshell. Um. So I. I dabble with it just because, like, my I work very closely with the person who does my PR, so I have an understanding of just what it, not a, yeah I know what goes on a bit behind the scenes, yeah. and it's like it's about telling your story because that's the most important that's a very important part in fact that's the most important part about your brand, you know what I'm saying your story, mm-hmm. like uh, especially in music because music you know it's it's like it's it's about playing with feelings and manipulating feelings and stuff like that and one of the best ways to manipulate feelings is through stories you know what i'm saying to hold attention etc etc so um pr is essentially where you shape your story you know how when you can see when you see somebody and it looks like they've been signed or or they've suddenly (laughs) yeah that glow so (laughs) you wonder like where does that glow come from it's PRs like it's from a combination of like all those things like um, of all the operations that are happening from from the PR base you know this is creating 
so creating your story through words, right? Um, your write-ups, your bio, your, your, your press kits, mm. your press releases, everything that's telling the story of what's about to happen with you and what you're about, right? Mm. And then again, it becomes obviously a relationship game. Who do they know? So if you want your if you want your story to be told in a certain way on what medium, what's the best medium? You know, um, you know. So they have it depending on their database. If it's you want to you want people to read it, okay. But where do you want me to read it? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Where would it make sense mm. for the story to to go? You understand what I'm saying? Mm. Things like that and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, bro. It's about creating that narrative, and also about yeah. So they they're approaching these uh where where that marketing element aspect of it comes from is because those activities they lead to um so it's so this person goes to the door for getting on TV right, and then here's the story. Watch, watch, watch. Will this work for uh, your format? Do you think you guys can run with this? Will this bring in viewers? Whatever, blah blah blah. Okay, cool. We can run with this. Yeah. All right, mission accomplished. That's for if I want to perform my single on TV, whatever, debut it on TV, blah, blah, blah. How's the schedule, blah, blah, blah. All of that kind of thing. They're dealing with that. Hence, person with public relations. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that relationship with those uh, people that get you to the public. You know, so, and then it's the same applies, radio, magazines, whatever sort of thing, you know. So there it's about building the story, you know, not just as a musician, but anyone, any brand that's in the entertainment industry. So they work on the strategy around telling that story. Telling the story. How to tell the story. Unnecessarily the people that build the banners. And so with that, the yeah, ad slots they're not the marketing. And no, so that or is that execution and the first part is strategy, but it's the same role. I feel like you know what I feel like it would really. I feel like man, so that's creating the banners and, and that kind of thing. That's a different agency. That's uh, you would engage with the creative agency for that. If you're splitting everything into mm. like different houses, yeah, like what pro service providers exist for what role? Exactly. Like? So when you think of that design, what you do is you go to those people. To like get what, that thing, studios. yeah, like a normal, like a normal studios. You go there, and then you get those assets, mm. right? Hence why they refer to them as assets. You get all the stuff that the, that will help tell the story, mm. you know, because you know, like it's one thing to read with words, but when there's pictures, yeah, it becomes yeah. more interesting. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Then they'll go and source that stuff, photo shoots, what, what, anything that'll create your to help anything to help tell the story then that's how those two things sort of would then um intersect and i guess if you want to take it a step further if you are rich and can afford a publicist then that person that uh the pr person will share that with the publicist so when the publicist goes and uh yeah they'll essentially serve the same purpose but in their field of like okay this is the story so far right it's all about that's that story whether it's the song or the artist or the project, whatever it is, it's about that story and it's about yeah, and it's about telling it, you know, it's about telling it the right way. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So a PR um, firm or person is obviously someone who's good at this, you know, mm -hmm. good with their writing, writing copy, that kind of thing. When you say writing copy, you mean writing shit that's gonna be put out to the yes, to those 
Yeah. If there is a banner, what is it saying? So no, so that is more. I feel like no, with the PR, that's like when they go to yeah, when they go to uh, when they go to the the medium that you require mm. to tell the story, they come with they. What they do is they take what was written and what came with it, I guess, to further to entice. Like they come with the book with the cover, mm. so the cover is there to be like, hmm, okay. This is interesting enough to make me pick up the book, yeah. right? Then and the copy they, and everything else about, you know, is, is the information. Why you open the book in the first place? Because yeah. you want to know what this cover is about. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Are these people all exist, existing, living their lives to fulfill your dreams? Or are you running a ship where you are actively engaging all these parties in order to ensure that the things that you need to get done are being done? It's definitely the latter because, um, yeah, Dove, at the end of the day, um, ideally, if, uh, yeah, you're, you're the one in charge of this brand. Everyone is there servicing this including brand. Including your manager. Including your manager, mm, yeah. you know. But now with them, they have a bit more of a stake because, um, or it would be a situation of somebody who tells you, uh, maybe that's not the way to go. Or someone who will contest your ideas. Everyone else is executing. You know, the manager, the manager yeah, yeah, the manager, there's still some delegation that can still happen, you know, before before someone presses the the, the red button. Mm. But um yeah, you have to be actively if I mean from the from the ten if you're not there to tell this when the story's been formulated and you're not involved there, then you can't complain when you know some something you think is cheesy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or they're asking you to do something like this, and you're like, why the fuck would I do this? Uh, you didn't seem to have a problem when we were coming up with, you know, the strategy for, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And uh, yeah, dog, you have to be, you have to be. It's servicing your thing. You're coming to these people because either you don't have the time or the expertise. Mm. You know what I'm saying, or both. Yeah. So, but you have the vision, and it's about fulfilling your thing. You know what I'm saying? Especially when it comes to a narrative. Because like I said, I can't emphasize the importance of the narrative enough. Because that's the thing. Like, with uh, with media, the media runs off of story, right? Yeah, that's what you're selling. Exactly. And that's what you're selling. Every time you want to be interesting, have something interesting to say. Have And stories, everyone likes a story. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So have a, have a, a compelling, engaging story to yeah. tell. Yeah. You know, look at idols, dog. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, come on! I don't even have to say anymore. Just look at idols, and that now there, there there's an exercise in in using, you know, PR, these people yeah. and what. Except, when well, obviously they have access to like the ones you don't have to Google. But okay, yeah. going to the specifics of idols, maybe break down how that is an is an. I mean, I'm just gonna touch on the. I'm just gonna touch on like the 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 story part. You know, just like. You've seen the okay. About how the how the show is produced? No, no. Where how the before you get to the music, you there's already been a an element up. of an element of idols is what I'm referring to in particular, like of what makes uh, what makes it enter, entertaining for those who who watch it, um, is the story. You know the amount of okay. Think about it like this, right? When when we as artists we make like a music video or we do some sort of content piece, whether it's a performance or whatever, 
that's there to aid our story, to add more, make it more interesting, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you know what I'm saying? To, bre- to, to add that break, mm-hmm. like, you know what I'm saying? Um, the same way with, uh, okay, these guys are, uh, these guys are here to sing, yeah, okay, you know, one sings like this, I prefer this one that sings like this, blah, 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 blah. But now, when you, when you give them a story, when you tell this, when you emphasize that story, when you give them a music video, I'm talking about those behind the scenes. Oh, you know, um, yeah. when they go behind, yeah, that's yeah. that's produced. Yeah, you'll notice. Family. Yeah, that yeah. thing is produced. Yeah. As in, when Surely. I say that, I mean in terms Even the, of the, the people who are cheering as you walk through somewhere. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Surely. But when I say produced, I mean in the sense of it was like the same way you would produce a music video. You yeah. know, it exists so that when people watch it, you know, mm. they feel like they want to stream your song more, mm. or. You know what I'm saying? Or they wanna, or at least for idols, they wanna watch more. Of exactly. Show. They you get what I'm where saying? Your story ends up. Yeah. So yeah, there's an example of, of of a creative agency that was engaged to be like, listen, we need a music video. Ah, we need this background thing to tell what 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 what. And then you know you have your PR people then who are there who I mean it's a different ball game because these are people who already have like a machine going on. Right, yeah. but uh, my example with idols was the way that they they utilize the story, mm. you know, and how you'd apply that as an independent artist, you know, is that like when you have your music video, that's your backstory, that's your like, oh, you know, mm, shame. I hope this person wins. In fact, <laughs> let me help them win. Mm. Here's your stream, or here's your, yeah. you know what I'm that's saying? What yeah. yeah. Mm. No, that makes total sense, bro. So, um, as far as the financing aspect of it. Uh, do you think that that's something that people should just like aim to master themselves? Yeah, so... Not be looking to outsource. Yes. Or, or How do you mean? Oh, okay, so... with As the, far as like the... the getting the funds to... No, be no, no, to, like running your own finance. Oh, running your own finance. Well, I mean, I guess that's the barrier of entry, dog, uh, for being an, an, an independent artist in the, in the industry. Uh, like with any industry... Uh, you know, make spend money to make money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's just that with the music industry, I, I guess because of the, I guess because of all, also the things that we, we, we aspire towards, or the things that the dreams we've been fed. Mm. Um, you can be so good mm. that somebody is gonna like is gonna have to spend money on you, right? Mm. And unfortunately, the reality of life is is nothing for Mahala. Okay, sure. If you're gonna go to a company, a record company, um, for that's gonna give you that money or give you those resources mm-hmm. to do this, know that you know it's not for Mahale. Oh, you're gonna have to pay something. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna they're recoup, all you, you recoup all of the... you in exchange. You know your your master. Yeah. But now, if you're an independent artist, okay, sure, you keep your masters. But now, in exchange, you're broke. Or you have to spend <laughs> your your own money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Well, it just takes that much longer. Yeah, it just takes that much. Oh, you just have to hustle that much harder. Yeah. Or just be that much more and uh enter what enterprising. enterprising. Yeah, it's simple as that, dog. Like mm. that's why, like, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs get into the music industry for many different reasons. But knowing, okay, if I know where to invest and I have the capital, mm. or I know folks who you know, or I know how to how the business of this thing works. Yeah. Then I can like spend some change, you know, and make yes. some money back mm-hmm. through the different channels. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And 
So when I asked the question about the, the finances, I was talking about managing your own finances. And then oh. you asked, are you talking about getting the fine the, the funding? I right. think the answer you just gave is also the same. It's like you gotta be enterprising, yeah. Meaning you need to be able to source your own funding, mm. right? And at the same time, you gotta be able to manage your fi your finances with whatever little funding you do yeah. have when you have it, instead of just being aspirational exactly. about like your spending habits. Yeah, it's just that I mean, we like I said, with the aspirational aspect, it's just that thing of I know I was under the same impression that you know what. It's about being so good that undeniable that like, you know, you gotta people, give me the motherfucking yeah, dough. Give me bro. the money so that I can take you to the next level. Hey, you know what me. I'm saying? That's like that's that's and unfortunately that's an arrogance that comes with, you know, being an artist, thinking that, you know what, I'm so good, I'm the one who's gonna change mm. the change the game, change the landscape, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But the fact is, dog, like the sooner like you realize that you need to invest sure enough i thought i was investing in myself which i was but now like i said i was investing in the in the sound and everything thinking that that's going to make me you know my quality is going to get better blah 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 which it did but now that 5k that i spent on a piece of equipment that's i mean that's a piece of uh that's a piece of content a high quality piece of content you know yeah. what I'm saying? That I can use to push the song. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? Or that's, uh, what can I say? That's a photo shoot or what can I think of? Or something to do with building your brand. But first yeah. you have to understand that as a musician, your brand and, and music is, is, a, is a means, you know yeah. what I'm saying, to an end. Because as artists, bro, there's, there's still that thing of like, you're, you're doing the Lord's work. You know, it feels like... <laughs> You I was called on this mission by the Lord. You know, so it's like... It's not up to me, no. Jesus, no, take the wheel. Yeah, I mean, the there's Lord's like... Work. There's a million... My mother told me this, and, you know, it only made sense to me, like, when I was much older and longer in the industry. But she, she like, said it in, in the nicest way possible. She's like, God, I'm done. I'm just so, there's, like, millions of kids just like you who think they can do this shit, who think they're good, whatever. What makes you think that you, of all people, mm. are gonna mm. are gonna be successful enough to um, to uh, to make music, to not go to school and study? Yeah. Like, and you know, I really think that a lot of that perspective is just like a limited understanding of very, availability no, it's of not money trusting, in the world. Yeah, bro. and it's not trusting. There's a lot of money in the world. It's just that motherfuckers are hogging it. But there's a lot of money. There the is. So it's not like there's a shortage of like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Come money on, comes bro. in These different forms. These niggas are printing bro. money and, and paying, giving, increasing the inflation rate, bro. There's yeah. a lot of money. There's paying. gatekeepers, yes, but there's a lot of money in circulation, bro. What 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 age was this when she asked you this question? I think this was when I had um, before. This was probably the talks of before I, I was going to go to Joburg. This was when she was trying to find out like, what exactly is you know the plan after matric? Mm. You know, like what do you what where do you see yourself? You know, and I couldn't tell her, hey man, like I see myself as a musician because at that time, like it was still very early. I knew she wouldn't understand like mm. what I'm because even my studio thing, I did it, I kept it to myself. I'd never come in and be like, yo, today I recorded five people and this song came out like this, mm. or yo. This this song playing on radio. Nah, I'd come in like. You feel like that's what made you an 
closed person. I think because you gotta invite them. You know how you said you gotta bring yeah, the lawyer but, into your world. These motherfuckers is old, bro. Yeah, but the thing is, though, the reason why I would have done it would have been nice. Don't get me wrong, because I mean, they could have helped me with like I had to even buy my own equipment and all that kind of shit. But it would have been helpful because um, the problem with them is they they showed um, that they were adverse towards it. You know, because of the whole it's a distraction, like. Is kids coming in and out the house, all that. My father, you know, he wasn't having it. He's like, when do you get time to study and do school stuff and whatever, that kind of thing. So from there, it wasn't even a place where I, I felt like, I felt like this was something that they don't want me to do, you know? And for years, like, it was like that. Luandile will tell you, like, especially him, you know? It was, no, this music thing is not good, you know? So hold on, so... Your, your parents went through that with you and they felt how they felt. Yeah. And then, Ulandi, like, how's true? And your dad is like, no, not yeah. again. He not fought. the fuck again. Yeah, no. What I'm saying is right now, how do are your right niggas now? not in a position of independence where having this conversation now is different from having it when he felt like it was his responsibility to, 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 to drive your life on your behalf? Hey man, damage is done. Yeah. <laughs> That's how life works, dog. Mm. Like in life, you make choices and you get results. Mm. You know. So if you don't nurture somebody with talent, you can't expect to to uh, to be involved in it in any. You know what I'm saying? In any capacity, like. Do you not think creativity also is like fueled by like sad, like bad shit happening in your life? <laughs> Some people dog creativity. People create best when they're the happiest. You know, that's my that's my opinion, and that's my from my experience. Like I've made music. People know me for the fact that you know, like I'm like Adele. You know. If, you know, if yeah. like uh, if some shit goes down, they know twenty one is coming out, twenty five is coming when out. Is the yeah. next drop you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, dog. So, but then at, at the same time, I've had times where I've made like hits. Yeah, I said it hits. Um, <laughs> with, from being Ain't happy. Nobody gonna dispute you. From being from being happy, dog. So it's like. Yeah, like either or works mm, for me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But um to answer that question about now to be having that discussion, I feel like now at this point, having that discussion would be uh the equivalent of let's say I was doing let's say um law because we've been speaking about law a lot. Mm. Uh let's say it was law, like I wouldn't I don't think I'd be in a position where only now I'm gonna go to my folks and start telling them, All right guys, so uh, this is, you know, this is what's up. At this point, I think it's just uh, about, okay, let them, let me just let them sit back and watch me, you know, Become. take it to the next level yeah. mm-hmm. and that kind of thing on my own, just based on, you know, see, it worked, you know, told you one way or another I was going to. And the fact that, like, you know, I made it living on my own, dog, like from this thing without them knowing what's going on. Because I'll tell you what, like, I've been signed. I've been this, I've been that. And not once, it was as if, like, I was an orphan. Because people never, you know, they never uh, inquired about my family or oh, shit. that kind of thing. And, yeah, when I was already in Joburg. Yeah. You know, there wasn't that that inquiry of, oh, hey, so, like, who are your parents? So there was never that thing of, 
uh, we better not fuck with this nigga because if we do, we're going to face... Mm-hmm. No, there's never been that. So I've always been in that position where, mm-hmm. like, you know, niggas were like, oh, okay, easy pickings, which uh, which was what uh, necessity, what, what made it necessary for me to to be smart. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, to get yeah. on your shit, my nigga. Yeah, bro. Thank for you sure. very much. Thank you very much. I really appreciate this com- motherfucking conversation. Yeah. It's dope, me too. I mean, this is dope. The sun's gone down. Yeah. It's, it's getting a bit chilly. It is, it is man. So it's not just <laughs> me. I was thinking, oh, shit. Oh, bro. I like, love you. It's all black. Because <laughs> I can feel, dog, like the chicken skin. What's on the, what's on the roster for, like, for for the the the, the near future? You said you're, 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 you're working up towards. So what are we working up towards? I wanted to keep it like, uh, you know, on the, yeah, I'm still going to hit people uh, by surprise, but I'm sure like the people now already know that uh, me and Taito feels, you know, them boys are up to something for sure, mm. you know, uh, mm. and we're, we're, we want to do it right. Hence why, like, we're taking our time with this shit, mm. you know, but from then, from now until then, uh, yeah, we're looking to bridge the gap, you know, in terms of like, because there's people out there that like genuinely fuck with uh, what I'm doing what we're doing and you know like i appreciate that and as a result i feel like i have a responsibility you know to them getting out of my shell more you know talking your shit motherfucker yeah telling them like you know a lot of people probably think that i'm i don't even speak or whatever like yeah how do you think like to write shit you gotta be able to like you know say some shit Definitely but, uh, to sing some shit, you gotta be able to sing. Yeah, some man. Shit. Like I'm on my, I'm on my. Who can I think of as a, as a label? Yeah, I'm on my Jay Z shit right now. Like oh, my Rockefeller shit. Then he said Jay Z. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, gotta aspire towards like the greats. You reach for the stars. You went, you reach for the moon. You land on the stars or something like that. But something along those lines. Yeah, because I think I'm at that point, man, where it's like I'm getting my Rockefeller on, you know. Um, I've got some artists that have been A and Ring and R and Aing and all that stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Got like uh, got plans, dog. It's just obviously, uh, since we're doing it, doing things right, mm-hmm. they take time now, mm-hmm. you know. So it's not just like I like that. Since we're doing yeah. things right, they take time. Yeah. Sure. All right, dog. Thank you very much. Fine. Am I easy? Thank you very much. It's been a I very, very I, beautiful motherfucking <laughs> set. I'm just saying, bro. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah. Sure, bro. Thank you. Mother Nature participating on the show. You know. Yeah, you know, yeah of course. Live on the show. You know how it feels. It's the Why Not Podcast going mobile. Yeah, nigga. You motherfucking out. Growing up, I knew a man, and he seemed like he had it all—a family, and it was beautiful. And now he's all by his lonesome. When I asked him about the past, he would look away. I could see that he was ashamed. Still, he humored me anyway. He said, "Sometimes the heart wants what it wants." But never what it needs, no, no, never Sometimes the people grow apart And someone's gotta leave So if you were in my shoes Tell me what would you do When the girls come around
Tell me what 